And welcome back to another edition of the Patriot Podcast. We didn't start the fire this afternoon uh, as we start today because uh, uh, we're just prepping for what we know is about to come. So uh, today is uh, the 19th of April and it is still 2021, unfortunately. And we're still here um, and we're still going strong. Uh, as for myself, I am the Mick and with me, of course, is my much better half. V. Lynn. Welcome back, Patriots. And we're going to cover a bunch of stuff today. Um, Starting out with some housekeeping, I guess you could call it. We're going to uh, CBS and some of the crap they pulled, uh, some of the prosecution of the Derek Chauvin Chauvin trial and the defense. Because uh, as of right now, and right now it's a little after one thirty, we are watching closing arguments of both. So uh, we're keeping our eye on that as well as talking to you all at the same time. We're going to talk about court packing. Some Fauci says. Uh, uh, a Felicia, I can't even pronounce her last name. <laughs> Nolded, Nolded, uh, Canald, Canald, Felicia Canald, Canald, uh, Canalded. Uh, we're going to obviously cover Russia because how the fuck could we not cover Russia? And uh, <clears throat> some housekeeping from last episode that we wanted to get into, and then uh, we'll talk about uh, what's coming. Uh, got some stuff coming up. Um, maybe uh, I'm actually trying to arrange something that I haven't told my better half yet about. Uh, we might actually have a pretty, uh, I don't know, it's going to be a big interview if he comes on. I'm not promoting anything yet because I haven't gotten confirmation yet, but I have made, a, I've reached out to a couple of people that this would be a big interview if he came on here, but it'd be pretty fucking cool. Anywho, uh, so I guess I'll flip to you for the us bullshit. You know, I hate that when you do that shit. What's that? You you lead out with something and then you refuse to say anything more about it. It's such a cock tease. Uh, well. But the other way. <laughs> I am a bit of a cock tease. <laughs> so. All right. So it, uh, it, it came to my attention that we have gained a lot of new listeners lately. So thank you guys very much for listening to us. And um, please share with your friends, like, subscribe, rate us. But I know a lot of our new listeners have not gone back to the beginning, and I don't blame you. But this is our 21st episode, and I feel like we're we're adults now. We're legal. Uh, so I kind of wanted to go back to the beginning and explain a little bit about who we are and why we're doing this. So Because that's actually changed as well in the last couple of months. Not who we are, but maybe what our final focus is. Um, that being said, Mick does not like to talk about himself, but I like to brag on him all the time. So the reason that I think that people should listen to Mick, if he'd stop playing with his phone and making beeps. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to. I'm trying to turn this. <laughs> so Mick did 21 years in the military. Uh, he was with Special Forces with that unit that's named after that airline that we are currently boycotting, um, as well as intelligence, Um he comes from a family of pretty high level generals in the army. Um, so Mick knows more about what really goes on in the world than most people could even slightly grasp. It kind of blows my mind and I've got to learn a lot about it. Not that he wants to tell me about it, but he, has struggled with some PTSD. And part of that is that he will, um, what I call fugue into a memory that he has no recollection of after the fact. But I 
have got to essentially live out a lot of the things that he's gone through and, and seen and done just through his memories. Um, so when Mick says something, I, I argue with him a lot about things, but when it comes to what the fuck is really going on, I tend to listen to him and I think y'all should too. Um, Mick lives in the evidentiary world. He likes hard facts to back up things. Me, I, I'm more of a conspiracy truther, I guess you'd say. I like to ask why. So, Mick, why do you listen to me? Why do you let me argue with you? Well, even though you are <laughs> exactly the way you just said you are, I mean, obviously in a conspiracy crap cornhole, uh, other, <laughs> than I'm, other than I'm fucking married to you. Yes, and you have no choice. And like, I still want to get laid like, tonight or maybe tomorrow or in the future sometime, sometime. like before my dick turns black and falls off um, the vaccine yeah okay you know that's the biggest reason you can withhold sex you're such an ass. i mean if i want a blow job i know that's not happening i married you so i put a ring on your finger and that just ends yeah, we all don't do that anymore. anyway what mick's not telling you is that um because I, I i have no problem tooting my own horn um I, I, well then why don't you do it fine i have this weird thing where I remember just about everything that I read or I hear um, or pictures that I see um, very close to an eidetic memory. So I read a lot. I research a lot. I don't always grasp the full concept of what's being put out there. My discernment level is pretty decent maybe not as good as mix most most people don't you you can't say that you grasp it because 90 percent of what's put out there by the government uh is obviously bullshit um and what you have to be able to do is pick through the parts that are not bullshit and put people always say well and i love it you know the best example is q because everybody talks about that everybody says well q Q said this, Q did this, Q put a butt ton of bullshit out there. But what he made you do was go through the bullshit to pick through and find the truth. And there's truth there. That's how I know Q was in the government, because that is a classic ploy that the U.S. government uses on a daily basis to its own people. I mean, Obama did sign into law that the media can use propaganda. And they've done nothing else since. I'm just saying. And they're absolutely controlled by the government. It is. uh, I can't say it any more than that. It is perfectly. (laughs) It's exemplified at that point that, hey, um, that's my point. 95% of what you hear on the news is bullshit. It's picking through the 95%, pulling out the 4%. That's not bullshit. That's 100% truth. Then what's the 1% that's left? Because 95 and 4 is 99. Gotcha. The 1%, that's the other part you have to look for. You might have to join two of the 4% together to get your next 1%, which gives you 100%. So the things they don't say out loud. Correct. So Mm -hmm. now you are going into, as people have come to call it, for instance, um, I'm sure back in the day, and I'm going to go back, let's just say during the Puritan time, maybe just after the Puritan times, in between the Puritan and the revolutionary time. Let's just go back that far. I believe they called it um, witchcraft for a while. 
And then they did some trials on it. Didn't end yeah, up so well for yeah. a whole lot of women. They, they burned got, a lot of women <clears throat> at the stake. Yep. And a lot of people say, well, well, about that, that was like, uh, you know, actually, there's actually been some argument about that. And I actually believe something that nobody else believes on that. But that that's just women me. were speaking out against the government and that's why they burned them? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, women were speaking actually, out against them. You know what? You know what? Um, the only there's one person on this planet that would believe me and agree with me. Who's that? Janet. Okay. I believe that's one of the Vatican conspiracies. What the Salem witch trials are a Vatican conspiracy? Absolutely. You didn't think that. You didn't know that. That the Catholic Church went after them because they were not. No, they were going after him because of Mary Magdalene. And the fact that knights took off with Mary Magdalene's body and they, they were afraid that the DNA test could fight, that eventually there would be a test that would be able to prove the bloodline of Jesus Christ. And that the only way to destroy that emphatically was to find any woman who might have had anything to do with Jesus Christ. And then, oh, by the way, oh, you're a witch. Oh, if you drown, then you're not a witch. If you, if you float, then you're wood and you're a witch. We have to kill you anyway. Wow, that's a really deep rabbit hole there, babe. I'm, I'm impressed. Throwing that one out there, okay. Janet, I think would pretty much agree with me because I do believe that uh, the Grail, like most Grail historians and most most Grail lore, has come full circle on this now. And I agree, I believed it before it ever became popular in any Dan Brown fucking book. But the Dan Brown Grail is the bloodline of Jesus Christ. Dan Brown stole that from Grail lore that had been already existed for years. Uh, that the bloodline is what is really the grail and the grail is not a cup it's not a chalice that we drank from it's not has nothing to do with that it has everything to do with the fact that jesus christ's bloodline which is obviously documented in history as we found within the dead sea scrolls mary herself had her own gospel mm -hmm. that was never introduced because of the council of nicene it was destroyed so or it wasn't destroyed it was thrown out but those were then turned over to the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Dead Sea Scrolls that were just found, what, 20-something years ago, and that they've started finally deciphering, they're realizing that Mary and Jesus had a relationship. And it was of the um, lateral the relationship. Meaning they were married and they, they, were, they considered themselves to be partners. They were boning. Well, okay, which in those times, if they were boning, they were probably married. Partner actually meant wife, concubine, whatever you want to call yes. it. it. Spouse. Spouse. It was that. That's what it meant. Um, Jesus had a wife. Yeah. Made him human. I knew that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that knew that. There's never a lot of people. There's not a whole lot of people that ever conceived that maybe Mary was pregnant at the time of his execution. Yeah, I knew that too. That's because you read the Dan Brown books, but no, no, because actually I read some other books about it, but and some actually the last family history, the best one, as well, but okay, the best one is the uh, Last Crusade or the um, the one we just gave to our oldest, uh, the Patriots. No, the one with the the Iron Cross on it, the one of the Crusaders, the um, the Knights Templar, the Knights, no. The Templar Crusade. Oh, the Templar Crusade. Okay. That big ass book yep. that tells all the history of the Templar. And actually, if you read the history of the Templar, there's a spot in history there for 21 years. Uh, they went black. It was right after October 13, 1369, which would have been Friday the 13th. And why Friday the 13th is a bad day? Because all of them were hunted down by the Vatican at Vatican decree to be killed. Why would you do that to your most famous and most bravest war heroes You know of the Crusades? Because they were trying to protect Mary Magdalene. And the Vatican lost control of them. 
And at that point, they made Mary Magdalene disappear. They made Mary Magdalene's body disappear, um, in which case that made all sorts of other shit bad. I mean, why do you go down on a crusade that you're there to rid the land and get the land back for Christians in Jerusalem for what they did that for almost 200, almost 100 years straight? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day, they say, oh, we're done. And they pick up and they leave. And there is documented history of the day that the Knights picked up and said, nope, we're done here. And they turned around and rolled out. Kind of sounds like what's going on in Afghanistan right now. We've been there 20 years and now we're uh, done. That's we're not even, out. That's not even good. <laughs> but anyway. Well, hold on. No, because that, that kind of circles back to. Um, You're not circle back, Jen Pisaki. I am do not, not circle back, Do not Jen even Pisaki. take that. Okay. That, that segues back into my original point, um, which is why we do this and a good part of that is because we're not afraid because we have no fear. Uh, Mick has no fear, not a fearful bone left in his body after everything that he's been through, everything that he's done overseas in Afghanistan and Iraq and other places that I can't name. Um, cause I'm not technically allowed to know that he was there, but, uh, he's literally looked death in the face a number of times. Me, I have no fear because I've I've personally looked death in the face and I won. And on another level, the doctors told me 15 years ago that Mick would be dead in five years after his brain surgery, after which he continued to stay in the army and deploy with special forces over and over and over again. And 15 years later, he's still here because I haven't killed him yet. Although I, you know, withhold that right as a wife at any given time. Um, and then when our youngest son was born, we were told that he might not make it. So we've, I've looked at death three ways, myself, my partner, my spouse, my husband, um, and our child. So going through that, I, I have no fear. I, I don't give a fuck. You, you can't hurt me. Um, but fear is how they control you. So I had the pleasure of meeting a really cool guy this week. His name's Will Power Duquette. He is a internationally renowned master hypnotist. Um, he's also a motiva- motivational speaker, and he helps people overcome their fear. Um, he didn't have to help me with that, again, because I have no fear, but he and I got into a pretty good conversation about being a patriot and what's going on in the world right now. And he said something to me that kind of struck on something Mick said in the last podcast, which is that we, you know, we're not just bitching. Uh, so Will said, you know, he's, he's red pill. He's, he's red pill woke. He knows what's going on. He sees the shit for what it is. He just doesn't know what to do about it. Where do we go from here? What do we do? Because it seems like we're defeated. And that in itself is fear. And that's what we need to overcome. And that's what we need to help people overcome. So what do we do? How do we overcome our fear? I'd say the first thing you do is take the fucking mask off your face, because really, what are you afraid of? Well, and that is, all right. So we did a podcast, uh, one of our several podcasts um, of the 20 something podcasts now that we've done. Uh, one of them we let off with about the stupid mask. And we actually talked about the stupid mask and we actually talked about what the mask um, amplifies or emulates or however you want to look at it. Uh, Back in the day before, long before really slavery, before the civil war and all that crap, if you look at what um, 
slaves used to have to wear masks because they weren't allowed to vote. They weren't allowed to speak. They weren't allowed to speak around white people. And if they were around white people, they had to wear a mask because that way uh, white people then could, uh, well, you're wearing a mask, so I can't hear you, blah, 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 that type of thing. Anyway, um, with that, the uh, as this continued, as that continued, if you think about who was actually in charge back then. Democrats? I always bring that up. If you think about who actually started slavery and everything else, it Democrats. was Democrats. Well, Jim isn't Crow, it? Jim Crow was a Democrat. Isn't it funny that we've come full circle now? And it's funny that we play that song tonight or today. Uh, Someone we, needs to rewrite the lyrics for that song to fit today's circumstances because you could easily get a five minute song out of that. And it's funny because, you know, no, because I'm afraid if they rewrote that song now, because Billy Joe's, he's a gigantic, he's a gigantic liberal. liberal. I mean, he's from Jersey. I mean, Jesus Christ. It, you, you really can't get any more liberal than that. But he, uh, you know, if, if I'm afraid if somebody rewrote the song, they would rewrite it for the history that 1619 is trying to teach now, currently. And I'm afraid that that would change all the lyrics to the song. I mean, because right now, the way that the song is written, it's written historically accurate. It's written per history from 1955 to 1985. And that's what he wrote it for. And uh, I find it really odd when people talk about like, especially like him, um, or if he goes on and says something about the 1619 project, I'm like, so wait a minute. Are you, you going to go back and redo all your lyrics till we didn't start the fire? Because you wrote something that's actually historic, historically accurate. Yet in life, you talk out in front of people about how the 1619 Project's right. And I guess now your song is wrong. So you published a piece of bullshit. Oh, misinformation. Uh, he uh, should be thrown off Twitter for that. I, I think he should be canceled at least Absolutely. at a minimum. Cancel him. Um, but it's funny that you brought it up that way because people always talk about this stuff and what this, the mask itself, it, it's the silencing of America. That's all the mask is. It is the government's ability to keep your mouth shut. You wear the mask. Oh, well, I'm afraid of COVID. Really? Well, it's really funny because I've started walking around now more in different places and I've never worn a mask. So I've been one of the first middle fingers about the mask. You can fuck off with the mask and not wearing the mask. Um, Me neither. Don't give a fuck. I have to wear you, it at work when I'm in front of people. And most of the time I don't anyway. You provide me a way to not wear the mask and I will take your way. However, now they're saying, oh, well, you got to get a third shot. Well, fuck that. you can suck my dick because that ain't happening because that means that your transponder is not working and you need to up the battery power in it. So they're going to inject another, you know, Nanobot chip. Nanobot chip into me. No, nah, nah, no, that ain't happened. No. Well, we'll we'll get to we'll get to the the third shot here in a little. But anyway, bit. that's what the fear is, though. This is all fear porn. Everything. I mean, I wanted to actually label this one fear porn, but there's not a real good song that goes with fear porn. Um, but that's all this is. Um, it's fear porn, folks. This well, is that's all this is. Well, even CNN admitted it. So Project Veritas. That I tell you what, James O'Keefe is killer hardcore. Um, so <laughs> James O'Keefe and Project Veritas set this guy up. He's a technical director at CNN. Well, he was. He probably isn't anymore. Um, on a series of Tinder dates, undercover. Um, these- well, in case you weren't wondering, hold on, time hold out. On. Yeah. First of all, uh, so everybody is aware because there's a lot of people who are getting misinformation about this from NBC, CNN, CBS, everybody else and their mother except for – James O'Keefe, even Fox News has portrayed this wrong, okay? Mm -hmm. First of all, 
what he is doing, what James O'Keefe is doing, is 100% legal. Absolutely. There's nothing that he's doing illegally. A, the state that he's doing it in, guess what? There are no laws about recording someone. No. They are ensuring that even before they go at it. That's why they're not going after liability-wise civilly. Yep. Secondly, okay, and this is the big one, okay? When these people, and it's been ruled on already in another court, that when these people are applied to Tinder dates, and that's how he's doing it in case you weren't aware. He's putting a woman out there who is a wannabe. I'm going to be a fucking, you know, I want to be a reporter. I want to be involved in the news world. Her Tinder profile says something about being a liberal. Doesn't say that she is a liberal. It says something about being a liberal. Not actually referring to herself. But it says all the right things that another liberal man who hates Trump would be all about this chick. Okay. Obviously, Tinder, as we all know, there's a payoff at the end of the night. Oh, yeah. It's hookup city. However, this chick is not putting out. No. End of the night, Stonewall goes up, fuck you, walks away, see a peace bitch. This dude is putting out. This is how, well, that's a different story. Fire hoses (laughs) are a different story. So, this, what they're doing by doing it through Tinder, is there, are they setting them up? To an extent. But not illegally. Not illegally. No. Because they're asking to meet in a public place. Yeah. Within that public place, there is no reasonable expectation of privacy. There's none. You're in a public establishment. There is no reasonable expectation of privacy. And anytime you can be recorded, in which case all he's doing is exemplifying that into the, the rule or the rule of law, I should say. That's why he cannot be sued. And that's why he wins every fucking lawsuit that he brings against someone else. For instance, him being taken off of Twitter. Oh yeah, has he's suing them now. Nothing to do with what he is doing on his website. What he is doing on his website is completely legit. What it is is Tinder does not the, like the way cuz they're obviously trying to cover up for their brother CNN as big tech has been doing. Mm-hmm. They're trying to cover up for their big news partners. So big tech's covering up for the little news guy. And they're saying, look, we're just not going to promote your shit anymore. And they kicked him off of Twitter, which is now funny because now that's going to lead them into another defamation lawsuit, in which case they are going to lose. And this one, a lot of people say, well, there's a lot of cases that are just in the bag. I'm going to go ahead right now on this one and just say this one's in the bag. When he does this one and, and slams Twitter for this, if Trump does not go after Twitter, I will literally on this program say that Trump is a pussy because Trump should, this opens the door for Trump. This is a defamation lawsuit in which Twitter is silencing a member of the media. And at the time that they silenced Donald Trump, he was the president of the United States. Yeah. How the fuck do you not go after a company for silencing the The commander in chief of this country? Uh, Well, can't figure that one out. No, well, here's what um, Charlie Chester, the CNN technical director, had to say about fear. Oh, and by the way, time out. Pause it before you begin that. What? By the way, James O'Keefe came out earlier this week in another interview with James uh, with Dan Bongino, and I was listening to to him on Dan Bongino's show because Dan Bongino had him on, I think, twice this week, three times. I think it's the most he's ever had him on. Anyway. 
Danny B had him on three times this week, right? Yeah. Danny B had him, and he said that this guy, James, Ch- or whatever his name is, Chester. Yeah. Chester, Charlie Chester. Chester. Yeah, yeah, Charlie Chester, the child molester. He. I don't think you can say that. That's not been. Has been fired already from, from CNN. Of course he has. So get this. He pulled everything off LinkedIn, everything where he was like looking for a job. Yeah. Not that he's looking, not that he's looking for a job, but he's been fired. Yeah. So now the question is, is does he sue CNN? Because in all honesty, he just told the truth. He just told the truth. Yeah. He really can't be fired. And in Georgia, (laughs) let me tell you something. It takes a lot more to get fired down here than that. Well, he's not down here. He's in New York. So that's a little different because I'm not sure that New York is a right to work state. No, they're not. They're not so, like us. They yeah, have no. unions. So yeah, they can't exactly. Be. So, yeah. Um, or if he had an NDA, if, if he had any kind of any kind of an NDA at the beginning of his contract, then he. he yeah, but he, he got fired from for unlawful termination. I mean, that's a, that's my. I know, but yeah, I mean, I, you don't know what the terms of his contract are with CNN either. I, do I believe he was unjustly fired? Probably. Yes, probably. Because they're just trying to cover does up Does he have bullshit. a legal suit to go after them? I, mm. I, I don't know. I'd have to Could see be the terms of his contract. So, All right. Whatever. Anyway, um, so apologies. Of course, this was done in a restaurant, so there is a bit of background noise, but you, you'll definitely get the picture. Here you go. COVID, gangbusters are raving, right? Which is why we constantly have the death toll on the side. Let's make it higher. Like, why isn't it high enough here today? Like, it would make our point better if it was higher. Fear. Like, fear really drives me Fear is an indication to that. If it bleeds, it bleeds. Yeah. If it bleeds, it bleeds. Yeah. No, no one ever says those things out loud, but it's obvious. If it bleeds, it leads. No one ever says these things out loud, but it's obvious. It is obvious. Oh, and like we already knew that. Look at the death toll. He talks about the death toll in yep. COVID cases. Oh, why isn't it higher? Why isn't it Let's higher? Let's make it higher. Uh, because they they can only push it up ninety six percent. In that in that fucking video that you didn't play, the part you didn't play is that he got a call from the higher ups. There was a bat phone essentially in this in the studio, and it would ring, and they would say, "Yep," and they uh, next thing you know, the numbers would be up. Wow. So there you go, people. I'm telling you, COVID's not as deadly as you think it is. Um, I still know of maybe, and I got to tell you, I got a lot of friends around here. I know of maybe six people that have had it. and Including me. And uh, of those six people, guess what? They're all still alive. And guess what? Some of them are senior age, you know. Actually, we know we, ha- we did go to one funeral from someone that died with COVID. She didn't die of COVID. She died with COVID. Your friend's wife, firefighter's wife. Remember, we went to her funeral last year. She was a very large lady. She had the she had the BDs. She was obese. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She died with COVID. With COVID, but she didn't, she die, didn't of die of COVID. Of COVID. And that's the thing about the COVID numbers is they've come out and said this, and you can see it on the CNN or I'm sorry, on the CDC website that 96 percent of the COVID tests were false positives because they ran the PCR tests at too high of a cycle, and that again, 96% of the deaths reported were people that died with comorbidities, significant comorbidities. And but, it's a, remember, it's not, it's not the fact that you die from the disease. It's the fact that you're actually, it's exacerbating your comorbidity. Yeah. So therefore it's causing your diabetes to be uber high, the sugar, your sugar numbers to be like 
three, four, five, six hundred instead of where it's supposed to be within the one hundred and fifty to two hundred range. It's like when um, you have AIDS; you don't die of AIDS. Yeah, you, you die, die of, with AIDS. You die of you, pneumonia. Pneumonia. Normally, or, it's AIDS. AIDS cause pneumonia. Um, basically, your lungs start turning into water and bleeding and into themselves. This is kind of the same thing. And you thing. drown to death. You, and you, it's in actuality, really the same thing. In actuality, pneumonia. You don't drive, die from pneumonia. You die from. Asphyxiation yeah. caused from drowning because there's so many, so much liquid in your lungs that you essentially drown to death is what you die from. You don't actually mm-hmm. die from pneumonia itself. Um, the bacterial pneumonia rates have skyrocketed oh yeah. in the last year. Well, that has nothing more to do than the fact that you're wearing a piece of cloth over your fucking face all day long. And that's it. You're breathing in hot air that you're not, your body is meant to expel it. It is not your mouth like i said on the, i don't know the last podcast we had janet which we got to get her back on a couple podcasts ago we um, had janet on yes your mouth got to get exhaust her back. Pipe. your your mouth is an exhaust pipe it's expelling all the bullshit in your body that it's not meant to hold on to your mouth and your asshole do the same thing they expel gas um if you keep that gas internalized you will fucking die from it it's like sucking on that of a fucking exhaust pipe on a fucking car. Yeah. You will die from that too. It's called carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, it's really funny because they're going on right now about the carbon monoxide that they weren't allowed to talk, talk about during the trial, <laughs> but because they're doing closing arguments right now in the oh, show, no, they case, brought it up during the trial too. Yeah, I but can't then believe the judge told them the judge ruled on him and said, if you bring that up again, I will have you thrown out of my courtroom and arrested and, and you will be cause you're whatever against the court yeah. anyway, but they can't do it in closing or opening arguments. Well, right now he is talking about carbon monoxide poisoning and he is talking about it because he was not allowed. And that's a, that's a sign of a good fucking defense attorney, but that we'll get into that. Um, (laughs) That's a whole other thing, but it's just, that's what it is. Everything is fear-based right now. The fear porn is everywhere. And if you think you're not afraid, let me ask you, when was the last time you went to a grocery store without a mask or, and we're not saying just not wearing a mask there. I'm saying not, don't wear a mask at all. Don't wear one. Just don't look at Texas. Look at fucking Alabama. Look at Mississippi. Look at Georgia. No, because we have not completely removed it yet. Yes. Yes, we have. No, we have not. Okay. Atlanta still has theirs in. Savannah has. All right. So there was never a mask mandate in Georgia. There was never a mask mandate. There was a request for people to wear Correct. masks. And there were only two cities in the state of Georgia that required, that required masks. And that was Savannah and Atlanta. Savannah lifted their mask mandate as of April 6th. You wouldn't know it because they didn't talk about it on the news. Um, but it's true. There is no longer the big sign on City Hall that says mask up. It is gone. There is no longer a mask mandate in Savannah. The only place that it's left is Atlanta. But every single city or state that has lifted their la- their mask mandates, their cases have dropped, sunk. Why is that? Because if you're not trapping COVID inside your mouth, you're a lot less likely to get it. Correct. It's just like the flu, folks. Um, if you're not trapping it, you're a lot. It's it's less likely to catch on to your. And listen, you're not using the masks properly to begin with. Okay, that's the first part of this. And I believe that Janet would fucking stand on top of a box right now and scream like a champion from the top of the mountains. She'd be like, "Absolutely, he's finally saying the fucking quiet part out loud." You're not doing it right to begin with. You wear a mask once, you take it off, it goes into a red bin and you never put it on again. 90% of you are hanging it up around your rear view mirror, throwing it on your dashboard, putting it in your car, putting it in your pocket, walking somewhere else with it. And 
that is what is going on. It's got nothing else to do with uh, that is why all of this is going on the way it's going on. Well, there's <laughs> so in Tulsa, Oklahoma right now, they're they're having a big um, Q fest, I guess we'd call it. Um, so here, here's another person that is that has no fear. And I love this guy, Lynn Wood. Okay. So I'm going to play a little clip from Limwood about fear or the lack thereof. They're having a, a what? I called it a Q fest. It's, it's like truth and freedom festival. Is it, is that like a real thing? I mean, they're having, yeah. oh yeah. They're having a f- really, yeah. Shit. Yeah. News to me. Watch this one. There you go. Linwood. I'm not afraid to talk about it. They've accused me of being a QAnon conspiracy theorist. Why? Because they're telling you that I am a bad messenger. They're trying to attack me because they can't attack Q. Because Q is the truth. This is about the children, for God's sakes. Send this videotape. Send it to Hollywood. Hey, Clay, send it to the House of Windsor. Hey, Clay, send it to Bill Gates. Send it to the damn Illuminati. Let them hear the truth. And whatever they do to me, I don't fear them at all. Send it to the Vatican. Send it to the politicians, the Clintons, the Obamas, the Bidens, the Bushes. Send it to those people because they are involved in child sex trafficking. It's time to tell the truth to America. That yeah. man has no fear. He doesn't have a whole he does not have a whole lot. He, he sure doesn't. He is, uh, yeah, if that twin did, didn't put him on the deep state hit list, I'm, I'm not sure what it is. You know what? He doesn't give a fuck. Well, he's not doing what other people are doing. So uh, um, uh, he's obviously not as bad as, I mean, for Christ's sake, CBS. C- CBS. Well, CBS. Oh. So, you know, this this whole thing going on in Minnesota right now with the Chauvin trial. It's really interesting that they keep, well, first off, backing up. How many mass shootings have there been in the last week, month, since Biden came into office? I know, we're up to like six now? I, no, it's more than that. There's like, Oh, no, there's even more than that. Those no. are just the ones that have been put no, out on the No, because remember, a mass shootings, four more. Oh, yeah, no, there have been like 30. No joke. How many were there during the last six months of Trump's presidency? No, there weren't. No, they're not. There are four more. It's been like nine. Okay, we'll we'll look it up because I'm telling you there are a lot more than that. Um, anyway. So, but what, what's your point? So they keep pulling this stuff out. So, of course, they made the big deal about the lady that 
the lady police officer that shot the guy with the gun instead of the taser. We talked about that in the last podcast, right? Which actually, since we're here right now, I'm going to go to it right now. Okay. Just because I think this applies. Uh, I was talking to Vilan the last time. If you all remember, if you don't, if you haven't listened to us this first time, we were having a conversation because she brought up the point. How does a cop uh, confuse a taser for uh, a pistol? Or where does the weapon confusion come from? And there's a theory about it. And it's unintended. Um, it's a theory, uh, it's a theory, a theory of weapon, uh, taser weapon confusion. And it's actually uh, Force Science Institute is the place where I found this. Um, actually, I didn't find it. I can't really take credit for it. This came from Bongino. But Bongino, a friend of his, had a, a friend um, say that, hey, this is where this comes from. And told him about it, said, hey, look this up. Anyway, the uh, article goes into something that we call uh, the lowest, uh, your lowest form of training, okay? And uh, everybody says, well, wait a minute, your lowest form of training, why wouldn't you stay in the highest? Well, when you actually look at like, for instance, things like uh, uh, you get into, especially as a police officer, uh, when you're training to become a police officer, you draw your weapon, Christ, hundreds of times. Uh, just because they want you to get into the uh, your ability to be able to draw your weapon and use it effectively. That is the ultimate end state of what their training is based on. It's actually based a lot of based on military training or what we call in the military cognitive load or being um, in a red state. So if you think about it, um, a red state is the heightened, the most heightened you'll ever be. You're at the ready to go, locked, loaded, ready to go. You're going to go shoot somebody. You got your yellow face, which is you got your weapon out, but you're not really there yet. You're just, you're still kind of surveying the information. Then you got, you got your green state where your weapon's still on your belt, your hands are free and you got your hands in a uh, more defensive posture, but you're still in a green state. You're not necessarily feeling a threat. And we called it the, it's a threat threat to, uh, what is it, uh, uh, beginning to end threat matrix is what we called it in the military. And we, we went through, you know, a stoplight, green, yellow, red. Uh, red being the worst, green being the best, right? So in this article, they talk about it. Um, you can find it. It's at the Four Science Institute. Like I said, it's number 14, unintended, a theory, taser, weapon, co- confusion. And uh, it's by the Science News. Um, and they call this a capture error. Um, that can occur on an infrequent action like drawing a taser as a non non consciously substituted by a similar or more familiar or more practiced action like drawing a far- firearm. Research has shown that people in a particularly who are particular particularly sub. I can't even pronounce fucking talk today. Susceptible to this type of arrow when they are occupied by other mental processes or. Or? Or pressure. So when they're put under pressure, for instance, they are more likely to resort to their most practiced action. Like, obviously, you can see it perfectly in this video with this woman that everybody has seen so far. She literally yells out, taser, 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 and pulls the trigger of her firearm. That is obviously what she was doing. I mean, you, you can't put any more science behind this. You wouldn't yell taser, taser, taser when you've got your handgun out, when you're intending to kill someone, you don't say shit. You just pull the trigger when you're trained to taste somebody 
the reason that you say taser three times isn't for the subject. It's for everybody else around him. So for instance, if it's me and VLIN and we're trying to arrest somebody and I'm like, yeah, this isn't going good. I'm going to my taser. And I yell taser, taser, taser. That means get your fucking hands off of him. Get your body off of him. Don't touch him because when he rides the lightning, you're going to ride the lightning at the same time. A taser can go through up to six humans before the last human in that chain barely feels anything from it. All the other ones will be as tight as a board. What's a taser feel like? I know you know. Oh, it's horrible. It's, I will never, ever, you're feeling, your fillings in your mouth. Tell, tell your taser story. Which one? Oh, well, I was thinking of the baton tasers, which cops don't use, but that's Yeah, they don't use it. That shit is fucking way <laughs> too powerful for the street. Anyway, everybody remember the stupid batons from uh, Demolition Man? Remember the fucking little yeah, yeah, one yeah. baton? Yeah. So anyway, uh, I got over to Iraq at one point and uh, I had pretty much an unlimited budget, which is, it wasn't unlimited. I had like a million plus that I could spend on different equipment that I thought my people needed. Well, I found these ridiculous drop in the bucket for the government. I found these ridiculous fucking batons on this one website. And I was like, I can buy anything. And they were like, as long as you can get me a fucking purchase order for it, we can buy it. So I went on this website and I was just like, I called them and they were like, yeah, he's like, I'll give you a purchase order. And he gave me a purchase order and everything. He's like, how many are you ordering? I was like 12 of them. He's like, (laughs) okay. He's like, you know, that I was like, dude, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Literally, these batons put out 131,000 volts, um, 0.1345 amps. I mean, they put out basically nothing because you know that and electricity amperage is what kills you. Uh, voltage is what will fuck your world up. So I bought these batons and these batons kind of resembled those batons from the uh, demolition man movie. Not really. They didn't have the round thing at the top, but they were long. And when you turned them on, you could hear the electricity just the is what you heard. I told these assholes, everybody that worked with me, I said, Hey dickheads, don't hang this shit from your body armor. Whatever you do, keep it in a bag, keep it in some, these batons are meant not only for, um, stunning someone or tasing somebody, but these batons are also meant for hitting somebody. So you could hit somebody with this thing. I mean, you could bash somebody with this thing and not break it. It was weighted. It, it was amazing. Anyway, long story short, uh, they lasted about all of a month in country. Um, and I'm sitting there one day, um, uh, before I got in trouble with them. Uh, we're sitting there one day. This was the first thing. This is like their first strike. Their second strike was a little bit worse. And then the third strike was just, there wasn't a third strike because they said, yeah, we just can't have that type of thing going on right now. Anyway, um, the <laughs> first strike was this one dude. And I told him not to wear this shit from his body armor. And he was wearing it from his body armor anyway, because he's like, man, this thing's badass. I bet this shit hurts. And I, I took a shot from one of them. I mean, I got hit by it and it pushed me over five bunks. Um, I landed on the ground and I had absolutely no idea where I was. And everybody's like, holy shit, that looked like it hurt. I was like, yeah, it fucking hurt. Don't do that again. Anyway, um, this guy told him, I was like, hey, don't wear this shit on your body armor. He did it anyway. Went to close. These doors were huge on these uh, Humvees that we were in. He closed the door on it, hit the on button and hit himself. And he was out. I kept calling on the radio to him. I'm like, hey, we're ready to go. Why isn't this vehicle responding? I finally marched down there. I was about to lose my effing loving mind. I get to the door, open the door, rip it open, getting ready to chew this asshole out. And he is knocked the fuck out in the passenger seat. 
I'm like, um, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I looked down. I saw it. I was like, forget it. I was like, get his fucking ass out of here. Go get another guy from your tent. Get him up here. We're going. So finally got the new guy in there and we took off. Um, <clears throat> the next time that these things were out, we were in a big crowded market. We had all these kids running around and there was a lot of people out there. At this time, you got to remember, we're still kind of getting into what Iraq really was. We didn't realize that if kids are around, it was okay. Um, we didn't understand that, hey, look, if kids aren't around, that's the problem, that type of thing. So we weren't sure about that. Anyway, this guy, uh, he's walking around with his taser. I told all the guys, look, we're out there. You hold these stun batons out. I want you to hold them out from your body and kind of create a ring. It's a protective ring to keep people the fuck away. Well, some little shit, seven, eight, nine, I don't know, 10-year-old, he ran up, grabbed both hands onto one baton. Man, that mother, oh, we saw over the bottoms of his feet. Where he landed, we have no idea whether he's still alive or not. Still have no idea to this day. But I can tell you right now, he regrets that decision of grabbing onto that baton because he grabbed both hands and said, you know what, I'm going to grab this to stop my fall. And he took off flying. And that was pretty much the end of it because the colonel saw that at that point. And he said, uh, hey, uh, <clears throat> uh, those uh, batons, where did we get those? I was like, I ordered them. And he's like, from where? I was like, place in the States. And he's like, uh, yeah, we're not carrying those no more. He's like, we can't have that out here. I was like, you sure? So they ended up getting collected and confiscated and everything else. And I was just like, well, there you go. That's it. And I was like, well, there goes the batons. And we lost the batons. But it's still a funny story because that's the type of shit that like we were doing to prevent killing somebody, having to shoot somebody. And I explained this. And... It was one of those things that they just kept quiet. But anyway, anyway, continuing on with what I was saying about this is that the taser, um, which you don't get trained on until way after the academy. I know here in Georgia, we go through um, <clears throat> all our weapons training and everything else. You don't get, we get, ta we get trained in pepper spray. I know where I could tell you where my pepper spray was after the academy here, but as for the taser, no, the taser wasn't something that we used. It wasn't until after the academy that I got trained on that. Um, riding the lightning is horrible. It makes your feeling, fillings in your mouth taste weird. I mean, you taste the metal in your fillings after you get hit by this thing. It is no joke. Um, it will, it, it'll fuck your world up. If you're not careful, it'll fuck your world up. But I've also seen it where they did it to a line of people and a strength where the sixth person, there was five people, six people in a line. The sixth person ba barely fell in, felt any of the effects. He still felt a shock, but he felt barely any of the effects. The other five people that were linked arm in arm, they literally were all stiff as a board. And if you were holding on to a suspect at that time, you're yelling, taser, 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 to stop everybody else from touching that person and get the fuck off. You hear taser, you put your hands up and you walk away. It's like hearing clear if you're giving somebody a shock to start their heart. If you're using an AED, you don't touch them. Because let me tell you something, we're going to find you asleep too. Because I've seen people get hit with an AED. When the AED's hooked up to somebody and they give that initial shock to restart the heart, that other person that was touching them, boom, they were down for the count. That was it. I was down a rescuer at that point. Well, back to my original question. I was closer to right than you were. So far, there have been 135 mass shootings, according to Wikipedia, since January 20th. But and Anybody can edit on. Wikipedia. L listen, it has each. And what are the, what are the standards? Shooting. Okay, so uh, four or more. Okay. Okay, so January of 2021, there were 35, and that's all of January. January of 2020, there were 28. 
February of 2021, there were 43. February of 2020, there were 28. March, 48. March of this year, 2021, 48 mass shootings. March of 2020, 26. See how those numbers are going up? What was December 2020? December 2020 was 28. Okay. 28. So um, the the highest numbers in 2020 were during the riots over the summer, uh, May, June, July, August, September, June, you had 91, July, 87. That Which was, is funny. That was how many of riots. those, how many of those did you hear reporting? On? None. And that's the thing. Now you're hearing about all these mass shootings and they are just pulling it out. It's more fear porn. They are driving the fear narrative. So going back to this, this 13 year old kid who got shot over a month ago, by the way, why are they just releasing the body camera footage now? Well, that's because the internal investigation within the Chicago police department is done. Oh, and guess what? I heard this one just the other day. Yeah. So, uh, before we all get, I mean, I was asking a legit question. Not people are completely, why are, are they releasing it now? Why are they releasing it now at, in the middle of the show or towards the end of the all show? Right, first time? of all, this happened on the West side on March 29th of this year. Okay. okay. So three weeks ago. So it's three weeks ago, first of all. Okay. Second of all, they're releasing the uh, footage now because, um, as I've heard before in the past, okay, and this is uh, this goes back to an old cop I know who told me this, and he said, when this stuff gets released, 90% of the time when it's released like that, like immediately following an internal investigation by IED or mm-hmm. uh, the Internal Affairs Division of any police department, which every police department has that. Yeah. The rat um, squad, yep. Normally, there are no tra- charges to follow. Well, obviously, because otherwise they're they're literally releasing the footage to cover their own asses. So let me tell you, so let's talk about why the cropping is such an important thing, okay? So the police officer, and uh, Dan Bagino did a whole bit on this too, so if you really want to go get into the science and the weeds on this, um, and I can understand what he was talking about. He was talking about the guy's body was, uh, the kid's body was bladed to him at the time, which meant his body was turned to the side. So he could only see one hand. He couldn't see the other hand. So if you're thinking about a person, you're looking at a shoulder, you're not looking at his back. You're not looking at his front. You're not looking at his chest. He had everybody's seen this one picture where it's a pause frame and everybody thinks that the mind works. Oh, well, we just work in frames. No, we do not work in frames people. All right. Our minds do not work in frames. Um, our minds are very linear in their thought process. You're working from And they excluded, there's a lot of shit they took out of that video. And the cropping part comes to the part of the gun, all right? He clearly, in the video, shows the gun while he's running. You can see it in his hand. It's in his left hand. When the cop gets up to him, when the Chicago police officer gets up to him, his body is bladed to him where his right hand is exposed, where that side of his body can be seen. He can't see his left hand. When he turns within a fraction of a second, you hear the gunshot. Yeah. So fraction of a second. He, here's the so other question. Why, why were the cops called on him in the first place? Uh, they didn't. They no, weren't. no. Yeah. No, they weren't. They got a call from Shots Spotter. Yeah. Shots Spotter is no, not Shots Fired. Because of Shot Shots Fired. Spotter is a program that the Army developed. It actually was called the Boomerang originally. The Boomerang was placed on top of vehicles. What it did was it tracked where it heard 
percussion from a rifle. So for instance, if a rifle fired, you wouldn't know the direction and the distance, approximate distance of where that came from. Well, ShotSpotter was developed for the police department. And the part that was developed for the police department is now it's got a wider reach. We use it down here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. Um, We have it here in Savannah. Uh, People have used it around here. And it will give you a distance and direction for where the shot came from. Now, they got a report of that. Showed up, goes to question the kid, sees the gun, kid takes off running. And apparently in foot chase now. So now they've come to find out the reason I asked that question is his magazine was empty because he had unloaded it into vehicles. He was shooting at cars just before the cops got there. He had gunshot residue on his hands, which means he was the one that was shooting it. So he was unloading his entire magazine, which is probably 13, 15 rounds into cars, which anyone could have been. I mean, that, that's a serious threat right there. If you're just randomly shooting at cars, you don't know if someone's in the car or if someone's driving by or someone's walking by. It's fucking Chicago. So, so he's and on what the, the run. hell was a 13-year-old doing out at 2.30 in the morning in the middle of the, with a gun in the first place? Yeah, that's the question. And that is the obvious question. <laughs> um, the obvious question is who keeps bugging you? I, fuck it, I don't know, but I'm about to absolutely lose my ever-living <laughs> mind. Um, Anyway, uh, obvious. That's obviously the question. You know, where are mom and dad in this situation? Nobody knows. Or at um, least mom. The family is Chicago. Well, the the family I've heard now could be illegal. So there's a lot of different things uh, that, that we're still waiting to hear news on, trying to confirm some of what's being said. All I can say, people, is that I got a feeling this is going to come out. There are going to be no charges filed against the police officer because um, you got CBS. You know, CBS is trying to do some shit here that is obviously illegal. They are trying to paint this in such a light to watch the rest of the United States burn to the fucking ground because that's what they want. That is absolutely what they want. They want another Minneapolis in fucking Chicago, and it is all bullshit. Yeah. Well, okay. So I've got breaking news right here. It It backs up something that you said last week on the podcast, and I was like, what are you talking about? So someone just sent this to me. This is some craziness right here. You haven't heard this. Actually, I haven't heard this. Um, You know how last week you said Will Smith was a gay pedophile? Right? Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I mean, I knew he was a libtard, but I didn't know he was a gay pedophile. Apparently, Disney child star Orlando Brown says Will Smith raped him and most other kids. Hold on. We're going to listen to this real quick. I I have not heard this I have actually... But we're going to listen to this real okay, quick. Okay, I've actually... What are you talking about? Hold on. That nigga set me up, bro. On everything I love, that nigga set me up, bro. You feel me? That nigga is tripping, bro. That nigga be on some other shit, my nigga. Like, straight the fuck up. What are you talking about, my nigga? You raped me as a kid, you bitch-ass nigga. You raped me as a kid and you raped all my kids, nigga. And you still trying to motherfucking get away with the shit, nigga. What do you mean? I'm sitting right here, bitch. Every time I see you, I want to slice your neck, motherfucker. You you really, really have to understand what the Bible says, bro. The Bible says, it says, honor your mother and your father for your days are long, nigga. I ain't killed you for that reason, bitch. Don't you ever get on a motherfucking TV show and act like I'm the motherfucking rapist, nigga. When you rape me, bitch. You rape every fucking body. Ho-ass nigga. What are you talking about? 
What are you talking about? Well, good thing that our podcast is already labeled explicit because. <laughs> wow, yeah. That was not us, by the way. Just letting you all that know. Was, or, that was um, Orlando Brown hitting back at Will Smith. Apparently, Will Smith called him a rapist, and that was his response. So, holy shit. Good call, Mick. Just saying. Where did you hear that before? I've heard some things before. Obviously. Yep. But anyway, so CBS, yeah, they're getting uh, <laughs> run down the toilet bowl for that. And uh, they should have because it is bullshit. Because you can see in the pictures, if you go look, you can see the differences in the body cam footage that were released. The actual body cam footage that was released. Um, the Daily Caller actually did a really good job on it. Uh, Ryan Savetter, who actually shows them how they edited it. And it's really disgusting to see what they did to, it's not, I mean, it's bad anyway, no matter how you look at the story, it's bad. A 13 year old no longer is alive. Okay. Point being, my oldest son is no longer alive. That's what that means to me. At the end of the day, that's what this story is about. Um, well, but, they're not the only ones trying to burn shit down. So when, but when you look at this and then you see CBS doing this dumb shit and they're literally doing this on purpose. I mean, there's no other way to put it than they are trying. And, you know, it was really funny because Geraldo and uh, Dan got into it this week about this e exact thing. You're going to play that clip? I'm absolutely going to fucking play that clip because that clip applies right now. Because Dan Bongino couldn't have put it <clears throat> any better than um, anybody else in here. Um, and it is hysterical to listen to, and you're all going to get a good laugh from this, but understand the reality of what this is. And that's the more important part is what you hear about between Bongino and Geraldo and that you have a Republican and you have a libtard and the libtard, again, if you apply what my buddy there, the Russian told us a couple podcasts ago, Yuri, Yuri, what? Brezhnev, what he told us a couple podcasts ago, it doesn't matter whether you take them to concentration camps or not. They will still not believe you. This is what Geraldo and Dan Bongino were arguing about. I have the solution to the problem. Cops wear their, their main weapon, their nine millimeter usually these days, on their dominant hands. Let's say your right hand. So this is the hand that has the gun. The taser is on the left hand, your, your secondary hand. So they're taught, use your second, use the taser in non-lethal situations. My suggestion is reverse it. Make the taser the first weapon of choice for a cop. Put the taser on the dominant hand and the nine millimeter on the secondary hand. It takes a half a second to get that if you need that in a life and death situation. But if you have the taser in your dominant hand, you're more likely to use the non-lethal weapon and you could avoid the 18 accidental police shootings where the cop thought he or she was using a taser shot. Dan Bongino. Uh, I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, I think you'll really, figure I'm it like, out. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give you, me a second here to facts. digest how about the stupidity with of that. Uh, hang on, let, let, let okay. me talk. Okay. All right, no, well, no, you're hold stupid. on a you're, second. Because you're, you're nothing you're, but a name caller. Oh, you're a cheap shot artist. Haraldo, <laughs> you got to let him have his say. You had your say. Dan. 
I mean, I never talk when he talks because I like him to just say these things because they're so easy to refute, but he cannot stop talking when I do. Um, but getting to his first point, uh, there's a big difference between reporting on a baseball game and playing it, uh, Geraldo. You never wore a badge, period. Not interested in your reporting on it because reporters deal with facts. And you brought the race card into it the other night when we had this debate, despite having no facts to back that up. And when I brought up the facts that there is no systemic racism, blacks are twice as likely to be shot by cops as whites Not true. per capita. How about that fact? How about that fact? Corona, to you the clearly haven't seen that study Harvard study. ever done on the subject. <sighs> All right, one at a time. That's you, the listen. Washington Post, and they spent right. a year reporting it. Why don't we finish this off, then you go. Really? Why do we bother? Geraldo knows everything, um, apparently. Yeah, it's despite the fact Dan, Dan, stop <laughs> arguing over time. Study, now, it's your turn. You have yeah. the mic. Yeah, the, the, they did an actual study on police contacts and found no systemic racism. It was the Department of Justice, the Bureau of Justice Statistics. But he doesn't know any of that. Um, but secondly, uh, th- oh, that, Lord, this is, again, why being you, a reporter about police. What, you have a 10-minute oh, career as a cop? Uh, Geraldo, you got to control volume. Take a oh, volume. Haraldo, you got to stop. Let him, let, him, let him talk. You really got to pipe down. My gosh, you're a 70-year-old man. Calm right, down. Dan, Get a hold of yourself. If you put the firearm on the other side, the firearm, you would probably have to cross-draw it because you'd want to fire with your dominant hand, which if you right. were ever a cop, you'd know that, right. but you reported on being policing. What's the problem with a cross draw? The problem is when you're tackled and put on the ground, the weapon's more accessible to the bad guy than it is to you. But because you've never done policing, never done control tactics, but you've reported on it, you wouldn't know any of that. So maybe a little bit of humble pie, back off, stop telling everyone about your great reporting, deal with facts, and realize you don't know what you think you know, you just know what you think you reported on. Those are two separate things. I don't pretend to be a journalist. I'm an opinion maker. Stop pretending to be a cop. Geraldo. Wow. Okay, okay. Again, what Bongino does is make me the issue. And rage. I condemn what we need to... More than two times, billions of only accept People continue to pump out a race narrative with no data to back it up at all. This is there the end. Hundreds of I just gave you the facts. You know, you know, and millions you of only accept facts that you black that you Americans agree with. in the course of each day. If there was a plague of police officers hunting black men down at night. Then what, what, I don't understand if that's happening. Where where is all this massive this, body this, count? This, we would see? this man, Sean. This man is why they have no that rage. This man with this baloney. He doesn't know this anything about that woman. This is Any, this is a he doesn't know anything a, about a, that woman. A, a, a anything. He's injecting it's race Redrick. into the argument because he has nothing. Mr. Rhetoric. That's why. You tell that to the black families that see their we go. sons be killed. That's all you twice got. the rate. You got white. nothing else, so, buddy. Is, you got nothing fact. else. That's a fact. You've got nothing that, else. All you that want is to do is fact. see the country that burn. Is the, you just want to see the country uh, burn. Oh, That's it. I want to see the time. country burn. You son race. of a bitch. I want you're to see the country burn. You punk. You're nothing but a punk. Yeah. You're a punk, Bungino. You're a punk. 
You wouldn't tell me that is, to is my Ronaldo face. Is allowed to say son of a bitch on Fox News? I, I don't know, but I'm guessing that it went that night. We were watching it live that when that happened. That was hysterical. Shit. But he basically calls him out. He's like, look, you have no facts to support anything you're saying. He doesn't. And, he, and he's telling him the truth. Look, you don't put the taser on the right side of your body and the gun on the left side. Unless you're left-handed. Unless you're left-handed. There's no reason to do that. You don't cross-draw it. Because to wear a left-sided holster puts the handle of the gun the other direction, which means now your your right hand can't grab it. And if your right hand can't grab it, what can you not do? You can't effectively draw it. So now you can't effectively draw your weapon. You can't use it when you need to use it. Oh, and by the way, if you do put a cross-draw holster on that side of your body, what does that do? Well, as Bongino explained, it exposes the handle to, to the criminal, gives the criminal a chance to shoot a cop. That's what apparently the left wants. Here's another person who is being fed fact. He will not listen to it. He will not hear it. He thinks it's all bullshit. Well, here I got one more clip here on this because uh, apparently Geraldo isn't the only one who wants to see the country burn. But before I play this, let me ask you really quick. What, what was Trump? Impeached on the second time? The second time his impeachment was because apparently he was talking to um, Ukraine. No, no, that was the first time. The second oh. time was inciting violence. Oh, inciting violence. Right. That's J- correct. January That's 6th, correct. That's inciting correct. violence. Yep, yep, okay. Yep, yep, so, yep. so tell me. Sorry, you're right. T- tell me. Tell me if this, if you consider this to be in, inciting violence. Oh, by the way, Maxine Waters crossed state lines to, to say this. Hold on. So now that, wait a minute, she crossed state lines. So now it's a federal, that would be a federal prosecution. It wouldn't be a local prosecution if it's a felony. Well, um, I, I think she should be tried by the federal government, but here you go. But I am very hopeful and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that to say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we, don't, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty. For murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. Mr. Congressman, what happens if we do not get, get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens... What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street. Uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we mean business. What do you think about this curve? So we've got to get more confrontational. You know what happened right after that? R- right after that. No idea. People opened fire on the Minnesota National Guard in Minneapolis. Right. And cops and uh, National Guardsmen ended up in the hospital. Well, and, and she has not been charged yet. No, um, McCarthy said that he's going to wait for, that if Pelosi doesn't bring charges against her in the next week, then then he'll do something. You know, we have so much faith in Kevin McCarthy. I actually have more faith in Marjorie Taylor Greene, who has already actually- I actually have more faith in the water in Mexico than I do in <laughs> Kevin McCarthy. And you've had the water in Mexico. I it most certainly have, and it was not good. <laughs> I remember that trip. That was a rough one. That when they hand you a bottle of water you at the don't airport fucking in touch Mexico, it. Don't, don't touch it. it. <laughs> you will be shitting out your right ass. Out the tap in the sink in the bathroom. You will be anyway. shitting out of your ass for the next fucking three days, four days. It'll so, ruin your vacation. Yeah, don't Mar- do it. Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Green, good, good old MTG. She's actually already um, 
petitioning for Maxine Waters to come up on charges or, or get kicked, at least get kicked, kicked out of Congress. Because if you remember, Marjorie Taylor Greene had all of her committee assignments removed from her. Revoked, yeah, for, because. For tweets she, that she put out before she 13 was, years ago. Exactly. Or, well, 10 years ago. Yeah, ten, well, a year, years my, ago. It was years, years ago. ago. Before she even yeah. had dreams of being a yep. congressperson. Yep. yep. And Maxine Waters is going out and saying this. I mean, it's not the first time, but it is the first time since Trump was impeached. Yeah. For this thing. So, well, let's really talk about this because it wasn't until today that we found out a, a key part of this case, which I was not aware of. And we both have kind of been sitting there all day today going, you have got to be effing kidding me right now. Like seriously, the prosecution um, is- they Throwing this case. They, they, they are literally, literally- like punched holes in their boat as they're going down the no, river. No, 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 they didn't. They are trying to make this case about third degree assault. And not about Chauvin's murder of George Floyd, which originally, if you all remember, that's what this was about, was the Chauvin uh, killing Floyd and it was murder in the first degree, blah, blah, blah. If you remember everything that was said uh, in the beginning of all this, Chauvin was uh, accused of everything and then some. To include, I even pointed it out that I saw it on TV that one of the headlines as I was flipping through the channels trying to figure out a channel to watch and I saw it, saw the thing on like, uh, it was either headline news or it was, I don't remember if it was headline news or uh, C-SPAN 2 or something along those lines, but it was one of those channels. And it said, um, Derek Chauvin, the man who murdered George Floyd. Yeah. As in like, he had already been convicted of it, and here he is going out on like a speaking engagement. No. Uh, now it says, Derek Chauvin, the trial for the man who may have killed George Floyd. Wait a minute. Why did you, why did you change it all of a sudden? So now, if you remember, when this court case started out, it was all about Chauvin's knee. Where was his knee? His knee was on his carotid artery. Well, no, no, it wasn't. then the prosecution walked that back. It's not about the knee because the knee was not on the carotid artery. It was between the, the knee was blades. in between the shoulder blades, which is where it's supposed to be. That's where you're taught to put it um, because then you have mandatory control over the top part of the body. Well, then it became about the force applied. And they were saying that Chauvin was applying so much force that he couldn't breathe, which the defense destroyed. They actually did their job and destroyed the prosecution's case on that because you hear uh, Floyd in that video five times take gigantic heaping breaths of air where he breathes in just like that before he starts to speak, where if, if you had your knee on my shoulders and you were actually driving your knee with all of your body weight, even my wife on top of my back into my shoulders with my hands cuffed up behind my back, I wouldn't be able to take a breath like that unless you had barely any pressure whatsoever on my back. So the defense proves, now nah, that's bullshit, okay? And you can hear it when he's talking in oh, the Crowder video. Crowder proved it too. He actually, he did a whole demonstration that's on it. That's correct. Uh, and then he got kicked off something, so, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitter. Twitter I think YouTube, it was Twitter. YouTube again. Off. Yeah, now oh, or now, was it YouTube? YouTube. Now he's on, oh, Blaze, he's on okay. Blaze TV. Well, whatever. Now. It's immaterial. Anyway, long story short, you see that there, okay? Well, remember, it was all about that. It was all about the fact that he was a racist. He was a white police officer in Minnesota that killed a black man, right? The three R's. What are the three R's? Racist, redneck, and Republican. Well, the prosecution this morning, other than showing the video of George Floyd 
which somebody on the prosecution team is watching Facebook, is watching uh, social media, is watching all this shit. Twitter. Like what's going on in social media so that they can, during the closing arguments, because during the closing arguments, he quickly went from one point to another point, which that other point was the point about how, why they showed that video. And they what, showed a video, video this morning uh, of George Floyd actively resisting. actively resisting another arrest, not the Chauvin arrest, another arrest where he does all the same shit that he did in the Chauvin arrest. I can't breathe in the back of the car. Uh, I have breathing problems. Oh, my heart hurts or my chest hurts. I can't, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And he's actively resisting, meaning he will not put his hands behind his back. Okay. He will not. Oh, and by the way, what did they show? Uh, what else did they show in that video? You hear the police officer. And this was actually the Hennepin County Sheriff's Department video. And where they tell him, spit out what you have in your mouth. Because he's trying to swallow pills. Look, we're still going to get you with a blood test when we get to jail. Spit out what you have in your mouth. He doesn't. He fucking tries to swallow it anyway. They get the Epicac and he pukes it up. Boom. Done. Job's done. Got the pills out. He's not going to die. We're good to go. Takes him to jail. Okay. The point that the prosecution was trying to make, well, this video shows us that he's had other interactions with police and lived. <laughs> and then they show the Chauvin video, which shows the same exact shit, which shows you that this guy has a history of fighting with the police. Not do. People, if I've told you anything, I've always told you, your time to fight a cop is in court. Your time to fight a cop is not on the street. It's not about the cop. It's about the laws. All he's doing is enforcing the laws. You want to fight about the laws, fight about that in in court. It's not that the time to fight about that is not with a cop. You will, if most people are my way, that carry a badge today. They have very little time to deal with bullshit. Bullshit is not something high on our scale of shit we get to deal with. We have enough drama to deal with. Remember, this cop may have just come from a call in which a crackhead threw the baby in the microwave and stuck it on there for 10 minutes. All right. You have to remember these people see the worst of humanity. They do not see what you and I would consider the best of humanity. They see the worst. So when you get up there and you start bitching about you getting pulled over because you're black and you're in a car and it's after 3 a.m. and you're in a known area in which drugs, guns, and all sorts of shit is sold and you got pulled over by the police, look, they're not really in the time to hear it. Not that they shouldn't, but they're not really in the mood to hear it. You can say what you want. Comply. All I'm saying, you want to live through the interaction? Comply. You know what I do? I comply. You know how many white people are shot by cops every year in this country? On average, more, almost more, 500. Yeah, more than black 500 people. white people are shot on year. You want to know how many of those are unarmed white people? How many? 280 on average. Why haven't we heard anything about them? Because they don't care. Why haven't we heard about this seven-year-old black girl that was shot to death in Chicago at a McDonald's drive-thru? Oh, because um, 
Because that was black on black gang violence. Black on black gang violence. Because a cop didn't do it. So again, Black Lives Matter, where's your narrative? I thought you said all black lives matter. Well, if all black lives matter, that little girl, as far as I'm concerned, is more important than some fucking drug dealing dope fiend who fucking was high in fentanyl that fucking argued with a cop and lost. That's my opinion. That is straight up my opinion. Well, that little girl holds more because her life could have been something. What is his life going to be? He's obviously addicted to a drug that he can't get off of. He's been fucking arrested for it on more than one occasion. Where are you at, Black Lives Matter? Oh, you're buying million-dollar mansions in fucking the hills in Hollywood. I get it. Don't worry about it because you're afraid to live in the neighborhood you live in. Wait a minute. I thought you were all about black lives. That story got banned. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, well, guess what? It got censored. Didn't get banned from here. The the New York Post put out. They they didn't get banned from here. I don't. They renamed Black Lives Matter. It was great. They they did a whole page front page of the New York Post. Black Lives Manners. M-A-N-O-R-S, like houses, Black Lives Manners. It was good shit. And then fucking Zuckerbuck. Yeah, no, banned off of Facebook. The whole article. Well, I, I'm just saying this much. All right. This, again, goes back to where I start. If yeah. you start saying out Black Lives Matter, you're a racist. It's not reverse racism. You are a racist. You are the problem. That is where our issue is. You are the racist because guess what? In my world and most cops worlds, and I'm not going to say that all cops are good. I'm not one of those people that stand on the fucking fence and say, oh, well, all the cops are great. I know there are some shitheads out there. I know there are. What I am saying is that, look, there's more than a million interactions with the police and the U.S. people on a daily basis. We have not had a problem with the way uh, the police have interacted with anybody up until, what, the last 10 years, 15 years? Yeah, you didn't really see it before then. You didn't hear nothing about it. Um, And now all of a sudden we've got an issue? Now we're beginning to believe that it's systemic? Uh, I don't buy that either. I don't think it's systemic. Um, I think what it is is a lack of adulting and parenting is the best way to put it. Hey, parents, grab a hold of your children. Tell them that you're fucking in charge. And if they don't understand what in charge is being, beat the shit out of their little asses. It's no longer about you being friends with your kids. It's about you being an adult over your kids. You are in charge of your children. What they learn, they learn from you. Didn't we learn anything from all those stupid commercials in the 80s? Well, dad, what I learned, I learned it. By watching you. I used to tell my dad that all the time. And God damn it, now I regret it because now I got to tell him, Dad, well, what I learned, I learned by watching you. And God damn it, I do it to my own kids. And guess what? This shit works. Honestly, I become more and more like my mother every day. It's a scary thing. I, I'm telling you, people, this is not a joke. This is where we as adults say, Hey, we're going to be adults. Do it. Be an adult. That's it. But the three R's and the prosecution is, uh, again, it is falling through Minnesota. I feel sorry for you. Um, so what did, what did the prosecution say about him that refuted oh, well, that? So anyway, so we went through the three R's this morning, right? We just talked about it. Three R's. Racist, Republican, Republican. and redneck. Okay. So 
He's what? not a racist. So then they came out and they said, uh, well, A, they haven't proved the case of racism. There's, they dropped the hate crime charges. There's no hate crime. If you look at what he's being charged with, not a single part of this is a hate crime charge. Well, you ask, well, why is that? Because you're saying he was a white cop that killed a black guy. He's a white cop that killed a black guy. How can that not be a hate crime? Well, they haven't proved that case. Because guess what? Derek Chauvin isn't a racist. Oh, let's re remove another R, too, while we're at it. Since we're pulling R's down, let's go ahead and remove the Republican R. Because the prosecution came out and said this morning, you might believe that Derek Chauvin is a liberal. He has posted, he's given money to the Democratic National Committee. Yeah, I well, think wait, that, that makes him a liberal. Hold on a second. Are, are, are you telling me now that this guy's a liberal? So wait a minute, people. Now we're back to where I started weeks, months Forever and a day ago, before this even happened, I told you it was going to be funny watching them eat their own. They're about to eat their own. This guy is going to get assault three. That is a misdemeanor. It is not a felony. He's good. He can still be a cop in the state of Minnesota. He will be able to keep his post, -certification. post certifications in the state of Minnesota. Oh, well, wait a minute. Then what did he do was so... Exactly. What did he do that was so wrong? Well, he if he doesn't get convicted, that's going to be what he did that was so wrong because... He's destroying burn. the narrative. And then what is the narrative going to be? Well, there's unrest because... Or if he does get convicted, even if he gets convicted of misdemeanor, of misdemeanor three assault charge, you know what they're going to tell him? Time served. He's going to be back out on the street. The burning street? Yes. The whole city is going to burn around him, but he will be back out on the street because the amount of time he's been in jail. Well, the whole country might burn around him. So that's what they want. This is what they want. This is what they're going for. Remember that emergency that I was talking about. Remember that emergency that um, Yuri was talking about. Here it is. They're trying to push that through again. And we're seeing that, you know what? You know what I like to see, and I've been seeing a lot more of lately, and I've got to be honest with this. I'm seeing people lash out. I'm seeing the opposite of what, and you know where actually I'm seeing this more in, and it's being more recorded and reported in Canada than it is here in the United States. Oh, well, that's because they're locking down hard in Canada, and the Canadians are just not having it. Well, No offense to anyone in Canada. I didn't just call you all Canadians. Yeah, I did. Sorry. Well, this is what <laughs> they're, they're, they're done with the lockdowns. They're, they're like, nope, not dealing with this. No. The people are done with the lockdowns. Yes. Trudeau. Oh man, you know, he is. Ju he Justin is, Castro is not he done is, with the lockdowns. He is trying to fucking, you know, keep the military, you know, all this. People are finally lashing out. And I like to say that everything filters down from the top down. So what I'm thinking is that this is starting in Canada and eventually this is all going to filter downhill. It's going to end up in the U S and eventually filter right through the rest of the world. But, and actually I've seen some too in England. They're oh, done. Yeah. They're they done. are way done. They're, they're like, they're, I got they're my shots. Done. They're like, Hey, I saw a Muslim family in England that uh, was celebrating Ramadan. It was, uh, I got to get the video. I'll have to find it. I didn't find it for this podcast. I will find it for the next one. There's a video of a Muslim family celebrating Ramadan. Everybody in the household has been vaccinated. Cops showed up and break it up. 
And they said, nope. Said not only no, but fuck no. I cannot blame them. Hey, it is Ramadan right now. Yeah. It's going, it's a Muslim holiday. This is a big thing for them. I this know. is like Christmas for Christians or Easter for Christians. We have a couple Muslims that work with me and they, we actually gave them their own space that they pray in. And look, hey, um, Muslims are, I, I like, I, do I too. like Muslims. In fact, I, I do not like them, Islamic radicalists. One of them, used, that's what I do. One of like. them used to work with you. Yeah. Um, well, two of them that work with me now used to work with Mick when he was in the army, they were his interpreters and we'll get to this in a little bit, but I did have one of them um, translate something for me. Although Turkish isn't his first language, he was an interpreter and he speaks like 12 languages. Mick only speaks seven, by the way, but mixed Turkish, mixed Turkish isn't bad either. So um, you want, you want to get to that now? Well, um, either way, the point we're making about the Chauvin trial, and I want to finish this yeah, and just end it. I agree. Um, it is that they're throwing it. I believe they are going for a lesser of the charges assembled. If you looked at the sheet this morning, if you're watching, if you're actually following it like I am. Um, and the only reason I'm following it today, and it's really the only day, I mean, I watched a couple days just because I heard some hysterical shit on different shit. And I, I started watching some of the other things. Um, but if you're watching the, um, closing arguments at all you're hearing all the crap that literally the judge has censored and the judge censored it because he's a liberal and it doesn't fit the narrative that is going out there so just so you're aware let's just start there because that's literally what's going on right now now you're hearing everything that the defense could not push forward because the judge said nah, not my courtroom you're not doing that um in closing the can, judge has no say. You can he, say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Yep. Um, according to our laws, as they stand now, and of course, this is up to our commander, <laughs> our, our dictator in chief. But as you're, if you've been watching this at all today, um, you're, I was hoping to see some more, more fireworks, but I haven't. Um, I've only heard a couple. Um, the big one being what the prosecution led off with that video, which absolutely threw me for a fucking loop. Um, I could not believe it. I was like, how are you going to destroy your own case like that? You were completely, um, normally you want to paint the picture of your victim, uh, to be an angel. And they are definitely showing that George Floyd was not an angel on any, cause like the video they showed, it was literally four months before the video that you saw of Derek Chauvin and George Floyd's interaction, which obviously ended horribly, uh, ended in his death. But um, I argued with some of the things I saw early on in this case, especially the part of Derek Chauvin when he elected to plead the fifth. Um, well, I, I would have taken that a different way just to be a dick but I would have done it to be a dick now and not necessarily a dick. I think it says a lot about the person you would be. If you look at it this way, for instance, he said he pled the fifth, which means he didn't want to incriminate himself. Okay. Pleading the fifth and it's not the same as not guilt. testifying against yourself is not the same thing. There are two different things. I thought he just declined to testify. It was the, no. the, the drug dealer that actually pled the fifth and no. his lawyer came out no. and said he's pleading the fifth because he doesn't, because that he's afraid after, he's going to get indicted for the murder of George Floyd. <laughs> that was after the fact. That was after the fact. That's when the defense was trying to call him as a witness and he refused to testify and he said he pled the fifth and that was, that was, that's what that was about. He said he pled the fifth the day that he asked him if he was going to testify. 
I would have said, no, I'm just not going to testify against myself. I am not going to allow you the opportunity to bait me into a corner and question me and essentially hang out to dry. No, I'd be incriminating myself. Yeah, that's what. That's why we have the whole plea the fifth thing. The it's f- the Fifth Amendment. Correct. But I would not have let it go down in the record, in the court record, as pleading the fifth. I'm not pleading shit. I'm saying I'm not going to testify against myself. That's all that is. I am not testifying against myself. That's all that is. That's all I want that to be recorded as on my court record. I don't want it to be that I pled the Fifth Amendment. No, I'm not pleading the Fifth Amendment. I am saying that I do not wish to testify against myself. I'm not here for testimony. You're accusing me of a crime. It's your job to prove your case. Your case sucks so bad that you need to try and trip me up and get me on the stand. So that way you can try and make your case. Because you have not proved racism. You have not proved anything racially I've done. You proved very little in the aspects of murder on any part of the murders. Oh, and by the way, they charged him with both second and third degree murder. Oh, and by the way, third degree assault is about the only case you have because it's not only the conscious, but the unconscious acts that can lose or the unintentional acts, the intentional and unintentional acts that can lead to a person being hurt. That's what they're going to get him on. They're not going to get him on murder. They're not getting him on murder two or murder three. They're not getting him on fucking Anything else well, they've charged him with. Maxine Waters is going to be very disappointed. Or, well, or maybe not because she they, they want it to burn. They that's, want it to burn. That's what they want. That's what I've, they want. They want. Given everything that's come out, the way that the fear porn, it's in yep. hyperdrive in the media right now, they want a war. Yep. And if they can't start a war between Democrats and Republicans, then they'll start it between Democrats and Democrats. Yep. So, um I gotcha. I know we're going longer on this podcast than we anticipated, but you know what? There's a lot to cover. So let's get to the next thing. Hmm. Well, this is going to be kind of down the same road because we're watching court TV. So we might as well just go into court. So yeah, you, you said right now that the dictator in chief determines that the rules of the court, and that's not true because SCOTUS determines the rules of the court, the Supreme court of the United States. And that is apparently subject to change. Um, so for 150 years, we've had nine justices in the United States Supreme Court. 120. Whatever. Uh, since 1859. So 120 right. years. Mm, 141 years. But okay. Whatever. It's close. 42 years. I was 42 closer years. Than 142. You. Yeah, I was closer than you. Now we're right you. in the middle. Okay. <laughs> we'll split the difference. But now they want to expand the Supreme Court to 13 judges. And- they, they gave a reasonably justified, justifiable reason for this, okay? So they said that there are no, they didn't. 13 districts, and so therefore there should be 13 justices. No, they didn't. But in truth, that's all bullshit. They just want to sway the power back because they think that Trump stole the last three seats because, of course, they don't feel like anything Trump did was valid. So, so I got a question so, for you. Did, yeah. Did uh, um, the last one... Um, Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg? Yeah, RBG. Yeah. Did did Trump murder her? No. 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 Oh, well, then how did he steal that one? Well, that's their narrative. Here, I'll, I'll tell you what Ruth Bader Ginsburg had to say about that, actually. Actually, no, you don't have to because she said that that's stupid. It's dumb. It because is. the next Republican 
We'll just pack more seats into the court. You nullify. Okay. So I, I guess we have to go back and this will be a little history lesson for everybody. But does Jeff does anybody remember what Thomas Jefferson said about the Supreme Court and why the Supreme Court is so important to the Constitution when the Constitution was written and the parts of the Constitution that covers the Supreme Court, why that that holds, uh, why it's like, if you really look at the United States of America, everybody says that the power is in the Constitution. No. Uh, and Thomas Jefferson ha actually had something to say about this because he was actually a legal mind at the time. And for someone this early on in this country's history to say something as deep as he did about the Supreme Court and to believe that the Supreme Court was as important as it was, he said that the Supreme Court uh, ultimately held the power of the United States. Why? Because the Supreme Court held the Constitution, which in the Constitution, it was read and essentially uh, dictified by the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court said that that's constitutional or that's not constitutional. They were ruling on major cases that makes the Supreme Court apply or what someone did was or makes the constitution apply the constitutionality of what was done apply or the lack thereof constitutional constitutionality didn't apply so his argument was that the supreme court itself holds the power of the united states because they are the ones that are they're the legal minds that are reading the constitution in the way that applies to the law and to the laws of the land. Oh, guess what? The laws of the land, which cover fucking everything else, everything from the top down, from the presidency on down to being a citizen living in the United States of America. What makes you a citizen? What doesn't make you a citizen? What makes you an illegal immigrant or an illegal alien for that fucking matter? What makes you eligible to be vice president or president of the United States? Correct. All of that shit. Hmm. That All of that is shit applies. That's why they said when you look at any of the power structures within the triangle that exists within Washington, at the top, if you ever look at it, the number mm -hmm. one up there is the Supreme Court. It's always oh. above the legislative and the executive branches of government. And the reason this, the the Supreme Court sits above them is because they decide what they're doing is legit and illegitimate. Well, I, to unfortunately, fuck with those numbers, you are now swaying the court in a direction in which our forefathers never wanted it to go. Well, I, I don't have a clip of Thomas Jefferson, at least not an audio clip, because, you know, that was before that time. But I, I do have a clip of, you know, Ruth. Bader Ginsburg because she was the darling of the left. So here, let's let's listen to what she had to say about it real quick. Nine seems to be a good number, and it's been that way for for a long time. That's it. Nine seems to be a good number. It's been that way for a long time. What, what did what did uh, Joe have to say about it? Oh my God. Are we really doing this? Yeah. No, so, no. Let's see what Joe had to hey, say about real it. Real quick, too. Just before, this was the real Joe Biden, though. Before we, I will say that. No, when, no. When he could stop, speak and, stop, 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 stop. You can't say that that's the real Joe Biden. Joe Biden, the real Joe Biden's president of the United States right now. What are you talking about? I don't know that's true. But I do know that in 1983, when Joe Biden said 85. this, this this was 83. The, oh, was This was the real, yeah. this was. So anyway, real before we get into this, um, if you didn't listen to Bongino on Friday, I beg you to go listen to, and I don't ever really preach too many other podcasts. 
on this show that you should go listen to. Um, unless, you know, I actually hear something that fucking makes sense. Um, Bongino did a really funny bit on Friday where he took uh, Joe Biden debating Joe Biden, <laughs> which is absolutely fucking hysterical. He took Joe Biden from like early on in his career, which 120 years ago, I don't think they had recording devices, but um, I guess midway in his career, let's just say midway in his career. That's okay. a safer. Yeah, that's good. Because yeah. 120 years, that's a, that's a he's lot. almost as old as fucking. I mean, he might've gotten the audio clip from Thomas Jefferson. He might've known when the court, <laughs> the Supreme Court had more members. Less, fewer members. Seven. It, it would have been seven. It went from seven to nine. Yeah. Seven to nine. Yeah. So, wow. Holy shit. Joe Biden didn't do some shit back then. Anyway. Um, he had Joe Biden debating Joe Biden, and it was really funny. Uh, I asked you to go listen. It was on Friday's show. If you haven't listened last Friday, it would have been the 16th. Yeah, the 16th. Go on the 16th. Listen to the uh, podcast from the 16th. Quite comical. Made Had me piss in my pants because he showed some really bad. It's really bad. I mean, it sounds horrible for Joe Biden. If that shit had come out during, um, if they had played that shit during the election, I don't know if Joe Biden would have been president. But they would never play that during the No, election. no, no, because that's the political arm yeah. of the Democratic Party is exactly CNN, MSNBC, NBC, CBS, ABC. I can keep going, but it's ugly. All of them. Um anyway, so Joe Biden, nineteen eighty three. And this is again this is clip we got, so it's got a little extra shit there, but enjoy. It's, it's not President Roosevelt me. clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct. But it was a bonehead idea. It was a terrible, terrible mistake to make. And it put in question for an entire decade the independence of the most significant body, including the Congress, in my view, the most significant body in this country, the Supreme Court of the United States of America. The president had the right to do that. He uh, was totally within his power, and his, uh, his objective was seen clearly. They're really showing themselves to do really well. Come on, man. <laughs> so now they've, they've, Joe Biden has authorized a commission to potentially expand the Supreme Court to investigate the feasibility of expanding the Supreme Court. Correct. Mondaire Jones of New York, uh, Nadler of New York, uh, Hank Johnson of Georgia, and Ed McKee, Marquis of Massachusetts are to pre present. They did bring forth legislation on Thursday that would increase the number of justices in the high court from 9 to 13. And Pelosi said, nah. Well, she says no, but for the first time. She said that she's not going to bring it forth for a vote as of yet. She said for the first time in her whole career, uh, something that actually makes sense, which is like, no, uh, that's because this can just turn back around on us. Joe said the same thing early on. If you remember the debates, uh, we remember that he doesn't remember that Joe said during the debates against Trump that, Hey, I'm not going to do that because Republicans can just do that to us on the flip side. Um, According to what they said, our democracy, our democracy is under the under assault, and the Supreme Court has been dealt the sharpest blows. Jones wrote on Wednesday in a tweet: "To restore power to the people, we must hashtag expand the court." Uh, that's why I'm introducing the Ju Judiciary Act of 2021. Um, to set four more seats in the in SCOTUS. Um, liberal activists, including 
uh, Aaron Belkin, who helms uh, take the court back, and Chris Kang, a co-founder of Demand Justice, will join the Democrats in the announcement. Of course they will. I mean, no shit. Doesn't make any, wouldn't make any sense. Uh, according to Democrats, this marks a new. This bill marks a new era where they can finally stop conceding the Supreme Court to Republicans. Well, really, it's pretty. It's split pretty evenly right now, honestly, because it's. I mean, Roberts. Exactly, it's four and four with Roberts on the fence. Roberts is a turd anyway. He's always been a liberal. Exactly. I mean, I mean, look at the shit that they have fucking claimed as being Republicans and being in there, and they all suck at it. I mean, they haven't done anything Republican. Still waiting. For to see what part of Republican justice we're going to see out of our court members. Cause I ain't seen it. I, I haven't either. And honestly, I don't even see how they're looking at it with Republican eyes. I mean, there's been some shit that have been blatantly, obviously right leaning, uh, should have been right leaning judgments. And they have not even batted an eye- eyebrow. Only Clarence Thomas has written any kind of conservative opinions. on. And God bless that man. Yep. And he's been the one that is, Really? Just chair? Well, I can't say that because um uh what what's it the one in Pennsylvania? Um Alito. Alito wrote oh, some Justice good opinions Alito. too. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Uh but it, I mean this is so this is just me, a start, folks. If we so do this now now they they are pushing forward a bill to advance DC statehood. So is that constitutional? Well, again, this is going to have to go to the Supreme Court. We're going to have to make this decision amongst the Supreme Court. That's who would be making this decision. Exactly. So is D.C. statehood constitutional? Um, Technically? No. No. By the founding of D.C., what D.C. was originally from the founding? D.C. was always originally from the founding. It was a state. um, It was supposed to be what it is, is a democratic, it is its own place. And the reason is because not one state should hold all the power of the United States government. And that's the reason they elected to put it in D.C. Should D.C. be a state? No. In my opinion, no. It should not. It's laid out pretty clearly in the Constitution. And that's the reason. Because constitutionally, the Constitution states that not one state would hold the seat of government in the United States of America. They also want to ban high-capacity magazines. Is that constitutional? No, no, shall not be infringed. Well, again, that goes back to our last one, but I know that's not in this. I mean, that's coming up in this term. That's not in this bill. This bill is literally about court packing. It has nothing. There's, I've read it. There is nothing else in here. There is nothing else on this thing. I've read the whole thing, top to back to front, top to back. Yes, but that's not the only bill they're advancing right now. No, these things. But this is the one. We're talking about the Supreme Court. We're not talking about high-capacity magazines. We talked about that last week. I know, but it all goes back. It's all going to end up going back to the Supreme Court. Constitutionality. Yes. It goes back to constitutionality. What is constitutional? What's not? You start packing the court with liberal justices, your rights, bye-bye. See yeah, you. Might as well just tear up the Constitution and burn it in the fireplace. But that's what I said gone. last week. I know. I mean, but, I've been saying that. And the only way, the only way I think they could increase the Supreme Court was if they got rid of the filibuster which they're trying to do. They're trying. They're trying. They're, they're catching a lot of flack on that one. Joe too, Manchin, God love him. Even though he's a Democrat, he's from West Virginia. And he was like, I'm an old school Democrat that I actually believe, you know, not these libtards, but the way Democrats used to believe 
in small government and freedom and liberty, you know, before the parties changed. He's he's really a Republican. What I mean, like we refer to Republicans as rhinos. I don't know what they refer to Democrats that are like old school. Oh, yeah. Republicans. (laughs) Manchin as well. No, because uh, don't ever lump us with them because that or don't ever. I mean, I say that. Uh, and being a conservative, I say that uh, I hate to see a conservative lumped in with a liberal. But Biden has burned the center Democrats. There is no there, well, there, there, there are there is no more no, center. There Democrats. is no center Democrats. Not anymore. Not anymore. You don't have a midline Democrat anymore. I mean, They're you gone. should. Like Joe Manchin is a midline Democrat. Well, that's even hard because Joe Manchin believes in unions and there's no Republican in the world that will ever believe in unions. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I come on. That. That's that is, that that's, is that's just, a, that's just that. a fact of life. I mean, all Republicans should be right to work and they better be right to work. I mean, that's what the United States was found on, founded on. I mean, you have a right to work in the United States. I mean, and the, the thing that's driving me crazy is everybody's sitting there going, well, when did the Republicans become the working man's party? What are you talking about? Um, that's, that drives me up a f- absolute ever living wall. Like I cannot fucking believe that people are actually talking about this shit now. When did the Republicans have always been the party of the working man? Everybody says, well, liberals, used- no liberals used to be the party about unions. Yeah. They were they all were about, about unions. The working man. You notice how unions have kind of, they've really faded away. They don't exist anymore. We don't have unions. Where's Amazon with their union? Oh, oh, they voted against it. Amazon can't have a union because that means they have no control of their employees. That means they have no control of their company. Well, that's all Republicans have been saying from the day one. That's it. That's the only thing Republicans have been saying about unions since day one. Well, Republicans didn't want, you know, the unionized to be in charge of, uh, you know, schools or anything. That has, we have completely denigrated that whole society. Let's not even talk about schools yet. Because I got a whole other thing to get that. We'll, we'll get to that. Unions were, they're gone. They're no longer. You want to know why? Because the mob. They the mob, served a purpose in the beginning. You're right. The mob could make money off of them. Guess what? The mob cannot make money off of unions anymore because we have more laws in effect to stop that shit. Well, the unions are the mobs now. Honestly. No, I'm not. They're the ones keeping the schools closed. They're the ones keeping they wages are. down. Oh, they, I mean, honestly. No, they're, they're all straight shit. I mean, Seriously. it sucks. It all sucks. Yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, what is it? What is it? Illinois schools. Or no, it's Michigan. Michigan schools. Just went back to school about two and a half, three and a half weeks ago. Oh, no. They're back on lockdown again. They're going back to lockdown. Well, that's because they've had so many breakthrough cases of COVID. They have the highest rate of vaccination and the highest rate of COVID cases right now. And they just cut their own nuts off. And the liberals just cut their nuts off by fucking killing the J&J fucking vaccine from going up there because of six cases of what they consider to be horrible Fucking blood clots. Blood clots. But they don't care about the 3,000 cases, the 3,000 deaths from the Moderna and Pfizer vaccine. Well, that, that brings us up to our next point, and I'm just going to go ahead and start in this one. And uh, here we go with our new, new segment, second time. And now, a message from Dr. Anthony Fauci. All right, so I have two messages, but they're combined from Dr. Anthony Fauci. So he had a little interaction with uh, Jim Jordan, a a good good one in Congress. Um, Let's see what he had to say. Well, in your written statement, you say, now is not the time to pull back on masking, physical distancing, and avoiding congregate (laughs) settings. When is the time? When do Americans get their freedom back? 
Can you put your microphone, please? Because he's wearing a mask. When we get the level of infection in this country low enough that it is not a really high. What is low enough? Give me a number. What I mean, we we, we had 15 days to slow the spread, turned into one year of lost liberty. What metrics, what measures, what has to happen before Americans get their freedoms? My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can to get the level of infection in this country low, that it is no longer a threat. That is when. And I believe when that happens, you will see. What determines when? I'm sorry. What? What measure? What, I mean, are, are we just going to continue this forever? Or when does, when does, no. when do we get to the point? What measure, what standard, what objective uh, outcome do we have to reach before, before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back? You know, I, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. That's where that needs to stop, right there. It just because that. let me tell you something. Right there, that tells you everything you need to know about that man. Uh, I don't think your liberties are important. What's important is what I say. That's what's important. It's not about your liberty. It's not about your freedoms. It's not about what you believe. It's not about how you believe it. It's not about going to church. It's not about anything else. It's about what I say, which makes this law. That's what makes this important. Okay, people, if you do not hear the hypocrisy in that, I have a friend. His name is Bubba. I want you to come down here to Georgia. <laughs> He's got a ball peen hammer in which he will bash you in the skull directly in, in between we don't, your we eyes. We condone violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes we Sometimes do. <laughs> we do because that is hypocritical at best. That is the most hypocrisy I have ever fucking seen on any stage. And God okay. bless Jim Jordan for bringing that out. Oh, yeah. He, he showed it. He showed you all. Listen to him. He's telling you, you don't care about fucking liberty, Fauci. And Fauci's like, well, no, because I believe that I'm right. Were you right when you lied to us about masks? Were you right when you lied to us about, I I mean, I I just have one clip to play and I, well, it should have played. It didn't. Nope, didn't play. You liar. That's it. You You lied about all that shit, Fauci. You You liar. You don't give a shit about our you fucking freedom. Liar! And it keeps playing. <laughs> I, I'm now it's stuck. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, so then he went on CNN, Fauci, because, you know, he, he loves to toot his own horn. Of course he does. Um, and there was a poll that came out that said 43% of Republicans say they are likely never to get the COVID shot. Okay, 43% of Republicans not getting the COVID vaccine. So this, I'm not one of them. This is I am. This is what this is what Overlord Fauci had to say about that. No, Overlord. It was almost paradoxical that on the one hand they want to be relieved of the restrictions, but on the other hand they don't want to get vaccinated. It just almost doesn't make any sense. It does make sense because they are not related to each other. Well, they haven't put it that way yet. He just did. Well, no, he he said that it was almost paradoxical. It's paradoxical that they almost no. He said it was almost paradoxical. We don't want to get vaccinated, and we want our freedoms back. Well, no, you know what? The thing is, our freedom is to not get vaccinated. The thing is, is that the freedoms should never have been taken in the first place. 
the fact that so many people have given into the freedom or released the, the fear. Um, They've given into the fear. And I, again, I got to go back to another gigantic liberal who, and I don't even know if I consider him a liberal anymore. I, I'm really beginning to believe that George Carlin was not a liberal. No, he was, he was one of those old school Democrats that we were just talking about. Yeah, he's almost goddamn Republican. Yeah. Because one of his big things was, look, you, you, you get a little bit, you trim a little of the Constitution here, you trim a little of the Constitution there. Remember, George Carlin was the guy that brought up the seven words you don't say on TV. And he said them. Yeah. And he was dragged into in front of a federal court for it. And he almost lost his license to be a, a, a license to be a comedian. I don't know how you have a license to be a fucking comedian, <laughs> but he he almost lost all of that shit. I mean, the guy was like, "Nope, nope, and nope," and he said all seven words on TV, and he pert near went to jail. I mean, but he also said, you know, when it comes to diseases and stuff, or when it comes to just the government, period. Uh, government overreach is what he was constantly talking about, Big Brother. And he was constantly fearful of them picking away just certain rights. What rights are okay to take away? I mean, and in his book, he said it the best. He said, look, none of my rights are good to take away. Don't take any of my shit. Of course, he always used it comedically. So there was always something that made you laugh at the end of that. And no, I don't have the punchline for it. But none of my rights are enough to take away. But we have given back. How much have we given back over the past, like within the past year? We've given back so much. We Given up. Or given up. Given up. Whatever you want to say. Because giving back implies that the government gave us our rights in the first place. That's and correct. they did not. Um, okay. God gave us our rights. Correct. So These are God-given inalienable rights. You, you stayed at home. You wore a mask. Um, you weren't allowed to go out. You weren't allowed to party. You weren't allowed to socialize. You weren't allowed to drink. Go out to dinner. You weren't allowed to go, go to church. Go see a movie. Go to church. You weren't allowed to do. Go to a ball game. We can go down the list of it. I mean, how many rights? You can take your kids to a water park. I, I'm, I'm or the con- beach. I'm confused as to where government overreach stops, pandemic overreach stops, and liberty begins again. And that's what Jim Jordan was going after. And see, Jim Jordan hammered this on the head and he went after him. Do you have more of that clip I after do. that point? Because there's actually a better part of that. Well, in your written statement, you say, now is not the time. My message, uh, Congressman Jordan, is to get as many people vaccinated as quickly as we possibly can. I mean, are, are we just going to continue this forever? Or when does, when does, no. when do we get to the point? What, what was the time on that? I, I mean, just. Uh, outcome do we have to reach before before Americans get their liberty and freedoms back? You know, I, you're, you're indicating liberty and freedom. I look at it as a public health measure to prevent people from dying and going to the hospital. You don't think Americans' liberties have been threatened the last year, Dr. Fauci? They've been assaulted. Their liberties have. I don't look at this as a liberty thing, Congressman Jordan. Well, that's obvious. As a public health thing. Well, the, the, I disagree with you, you on think that. The Constitution is suspended during a during a, a, a virus during a pandemic. That is my point, not. right there. This Jim Jordan hammers it shoot. home. Hold you on. let's let's keep listening to him because I want to hear the rest of what he says. Or when we get the level of infection very low, it is now at such a high level. There's a threat again of major surge. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, over the last year, Americans' First Amendment rights have been completely attacked. 
your right to go to church, your right to assemble, your right to petition your government, freedom of the press, freedom of speech have all been assaulted. I mean, for a year now, Americans haven't been able to go to church. Even today, when they go to church, they're limited in the size of, of, of worshipers who can meet. Your right to assemble? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. He lays it out. He he's hammering home the liberties that we've given up. So here's your to your question: When do we get our liberties back? No, 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 Hold no, on. no, no. When does the government stop when, encroaching when will, on when our When will liberties? the government give us our liberties back? No, 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 no. Well, no. I, I didn't say I, that. I know you didn't. I say said that. encroaching. I know. When will they stop encroaching on them? When we stop letting them. Exactly. So this goes back to my original argument when we talk about, for instance, like Coke, or we talk about Delta. And I don't know if you all saw that, but this week it came out, uh, the letter that Coke, Delta, all these companies that first came out and said, well, the Georgia law is, well, that's like super like racial. Well, then they read the law and they went, oh, well, oh shit. Um, Georgia's on the, uh, they're not doing anything like what they said they were doing. Uh, we thought they, it was- they didn't do anything like the liberal left narrative said they were doing we thought they were doing like racial stuff and they're not and they realized it and they home depot delta thank god home depot did because i don't know where i yeah we can't we can't i can't really stand i can't really stand lows but thank god home depot did but anyway all these companies refuse to sign on to this letter now not all of them not all of them delta coke and Home Depot were the only ones that the I'm aware of. The big three. And then, well, they were the big ones that came out. They had yeah, statements. They, like, they no. made statements and everything. Yeah. Else. You know why? Because they st- already started to feel it in their pocketbook. Well, yeah. because Well, MLB is now feeling it too. Good. They're, they're starting to feel it too because they noticed that viewership's down on uh, games. And it's like, well, guess what, dumbasses? I don't really understand. Yeah, join the NFL and the NBA. I don't understand how you figured that one no one wants to watch your political yeah, bullshit. We, we don't. Um, it's hard enough to sit down and watch a fucking baseball game on television anyway. That's like watching golf or watching grass grow or watching paint dry. Whoa, whoa. Slow your roll. <laughs> Shit, don't get all hard on golf there. Because I, I mean, golf like almost did. They got close and I was about to get on them, but they yeah. didn't. Um, either way, the point of this is it goes back to those companies and the way those companies now are shifting their tone because Walmart came out and said, guess what? We're not going to become political. We're going to ride this middle of the road. Well, that's because Walmart's owned by China. Or I should say all of Walmart's products come from China. Well, Walmart most, gets a lot of money from yeah, China. Yeah, but they're in the South. They're like, no, 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 no. Their headquarters are in the South. We're not being political. They will not. That's where that's every... because if, fuck, we, if we all boycotted Walmart, oh, that, that's That it. is because... Every fucking company should follow Walmart's emblematic emblem that they just made by saying, we will not be political. You should not be political either. You want to ride the middle of the road, we're fine with it. You start saying that, oh, well, you shouldn't vote in Georgia. Why why would you say that? You are cutting your nose off to spite your face. Coke's headquarters is in Georgia. Yeah. 70% of black Americans in Georgia agree with this law. There have been three polls that have been done in the last two weeks, and they all agree with this law. That means over three quarters of black Americans in Georgia, in Georgia, agree with this law. And they believe that this law should be enacted, and they stand behind this law. Because you know what they did that you didn't fucking do, you stupid jackasses? You didn't read 
the law. Read what's written. Understand what this does to George. Oh, by the way, Joe. Hey, sleepy Joe, you fucking retard, because I got to ask this of you. When are you going to go back to Delaware and start getting on Delaware about their their loss? Just wondering. Many people believe Joseph. Dum, 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 dum. So I've I've used the Georgia law to, to good effect recently, actually, and the narrative. Um, I've started red pilling my black friends, which a lot of more Trump supporters anyway, or just didn't care, right? Just didn't care to vote. But um, so they ask me, what the fuck is up with the Georgia law? And I say, well, do you have an ID? They're like, yeah. I said, do you know where the DMV is? They say, yeah. I said, well, the Democrats say that you're too stupid to get an ID or to know where the DMV is because you're black. So who's the racist? And they said, wait, what? I said, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. They are going against this law because they say it's racist because you're too stupid because you're black to get an ID. Now, understand what she's saying. And I, I agree. That's something you should say to somebody. However, I, I would definitely stop red pill. If, I, if it were me, I, I don't red pill that people that way. Because you people listen to people they trust, yes. People do not listen to people like us that are on this side of the aisle. They don't listen to us if we talk to them. What I tell people, I'm like, well, I don't know. Have you read it? Well, That's what I say to people. Have you read the law? I, I get that. Have you? Because the only way we're going to beat the shit that Yuri was talking about, and Yuri brought up a really good point. Uh, in our education system. And it's something I'm going to jump into here real quick. In a, in a, oh, shit, I already... Nah, maybe we won't jump into it just yet. Uh, we might do that next podcast. Anyway, Yuri brought up the thing about schools and uh, how our schools have been overrun with Marxist, Leninists, um, communists that exist in the school systems that have been teaching kids for years now. And I like to defeat it with knowledge. How do you defeat that? You defeat that with knowledge. How do you, how do you get somebody to, to find that out? It's not by people telling them the answer, but having them go look the answer up by making, forcing them to go research it. Because if they read it on their own, they're more likely to remember it than if they're to be told by somebody else. Oh, absolutely. And I've had plenty of people ask me what's up with the Georgia law and I send them a link to a great article that outlines point by point what's in the Georgia law. But there was another, uh, there was another article I was going to bring up and uh, it was, uh, it was another Bongino thing. It was a good one. Um, and I was trying to, uh, I, I didn't, I got to go back and find it if I'm. If Is this I'm, David Rossi? Yeah. The, um, the guy that basically quit from school. Um, so he, he was a math teacher at, um, Grace. Yeah, something, something. I don't know. I, 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 I got to go back and pull it. All right, Grace, Grace Church High School in Manhattan, which is fifty-seven thousand dollars a year per student. Okay, it is a very exclusive preparatory school in New York, um, in Manhattan, and he wrote an open letter and then quit his job. Um basically saying that he yeah, could, it was uh, racial indoctrination to our schools. Anyway, here it is. I found it. I, I did. I still had it up. It was just hidden from me. Okay. Anyway, uh, he, he was being, 
he was having to bring his kids to anti-racist training. And essentially what he went on to say, this is a long letter to, um, <clears throat> so if you want to look it up, it it's is Barry at, Weiss's blog. Yes. It's a Barry Weiss blog. It's common sense. Um, and this guy's a liberal. He's not a, he's not a Republican. He's a liberal, but he brought up, uh, he basically sums out that, look, um, this anti-racist train is racism. And he didn't condone bringing his kids for anti-racist training when initially that, you know, when it, when it's just racism. Um, and- okay, hold on. Let me, let, I know it's kind of long, but let me read it real quick. Cause I think it has a better impact. Okay. So this is what he wrote in Barry Weiss's blog. Uh, get to the top here. My school, like so many others, induces students via shame. Hold on. He said, I'm a teacher at Grace Church High School in Manhattan. Ten years ago, I changed careers when I discovered how rewarding it is to help young people explore the truth and beauty of mathematics. I love my work. As a teacher, my first obligation is to my students. But right now, my school is asking me to embrace anti-racism training and pedagogy that I believe is deeply harmful to them and to any person who seeks to nurture the virtues of curiosity, empathy, and understanding. Anti-racist training sounds righteous, but it is the opposite of truth in advertising. It requires teachers like myself to treat students differently on the basis of race. Furthermore, in order to maintain a united front for our students, teachers at Grace are directed to confine our doubts about this pedagogical framework to conversations with an in-house office of community engagement for whom every significant objection leads to a foregone conclusion. Any doubting students are likewise challenged to reframe their views to conform to this orthodoxy. I know that by attaching my name to this, I'm risking not only my current job, but my career as an educator, since most schools, both public and private, are now captive to this backward ideology. But witnessing the harmful impact it has on children, I can't stay silent. My school, like so many others, induces students via shame and sophistry to identify primarily with their race before their individual identities are fully formed. Students are pressured to conform their opinions to those broadly associated with their race and gender and to minimize or dismiss individual experiences that don't match those assumptions. The morally compromised status of oppressor is assigned to one group of students based on their immutable characteristics. In the meantime, dependency, resentment, and moral superiority are cultivated in students considered oppressed. All of this is done in the name of equity, but it is the opposite of fair. In reality, all of this reinforces the worst impulses we have as human beings, our tendency towards tribalism and secretarianism Secretarianism. that a truly liberal education is meant to transcend. Recently, I raised questions about this ideology at a mandatory whites-only student and faculty Zoom meeting. That's an issue right there. I don't care who you are. Seriously. Such racially segregated sessions are now commonplace at my school. It was a bait-and-switch self-care seminar that labeled objectivity, individualism, fear of open conflict, and even a right to to comfort as characteristics of white supremacy. I doubt that these human attributes, many of them virtues reframed as vices, should be racialized in this way. In the Zoom chat, I also questioned whether one must define oneself in terms of a racial identity at all. My goal was to model for students that they should feel safe to question ideological assertions if they felt moved to do so. It seemed like my question broke the ice. Students and even a few teachers offered a broad range of questions and observations. Many students said it was a more productive and substantive substantive discussion than they expected. However, when my questions were shared outside this forum, violating the school norm of confidentiality, I was informed by the head of the high school that my philosophical challenges had caused harm to students 
given that these topics were life and death matters about people's flesh and blood and bone. I was reprimanded for acting like an independent agent of a set of principles or ideas or beliefs, and I was told that by doing so, I failed to serve the greater good and the higher truth. He further informed me that I had created dissonance for vulnerable and unformed thinkers and neurological disturbance in students' being and systems. The school's director of studies added that my remarks could even constitute harassment. A few days later, the head of the school ordered all high school advisors to read a public reprimand of my conduct out loud to every student in the school. It was a surreal experience walking the halls alone and hearing the words emitting from each classroom. Events from last week compel us to underscore some aspects of our mission and share some thoughts about our community, the statement began. At independent schools with their history of predominantly white populations, racism colludes with other forms of bias, sexism, classism, ableism, and so much more to undermine our stated ideas, and we must work hard to undo this history. Students, I'm sorry, real quick, how the fuck is ableism like I'm more capable of doing something than someone else? How is how is that a bad thing? Oh, because they're trying to dumb us down, all down to the, no, the lowest common denominator. No, we're all supposed to be equal. Uh, everybody everybody's supposed to be equal remember it's a communism thought yeah well they gotta tell that to god not to us yeah all right that's what so I said. let me continue students from low-income families experience culture shock at our school maybe because it's fifty-seven thousand dollars a year he didn't say that i did racist incidents happen and bias can influence relationships all true but addressing such problems with a call to undo history lacks any kind of limiting principle and pairs any allegation of bigotry with a priori guilt My own contract for next year requires me to participate in restorative practices designed by the Office of Community Engagement in order to heal my relationship with the students of color and other students in my classes. Hold hold on one quick second. The Office of Community Engagement. Let's start there. That that sounds like a Russian thing. It's not a Russian thing. It's a communist thing. You want to know what that is? Huh. That's what we like to call a political officer thing. Yes. That is a political that is a officer political right officer. there. Yep. That's what you call your political officer. So if you all remember the movie, The Hunt for Red October, in the beginning of The Hunt for Red October, uh, the captain, Marius, he kills the political officer. Why does he kill the political officer? Because the political officer is the top spy reporting back to the KGB. Why? Because the special police was more important than the government because they could control what happens on a military ship at sea. I mean, honestly, based on this letter, it sounds like the whoever the head of the Office of Community Engagement is, is actually running the school, not the principal. I'm actually kind of wondering who. I. That's a great question. Put money that I know exactly what type of person is in charge of that community relations office. Okay. Well, let me go back to this. The details of these practices remain unspecified until I agree to sign. Oh, it sounds like um, if you want to know what's in the bill, you got to pass it first. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. But it also sounds like like you don't have a job unless you unless sign you sign this, this blanket statement that we yep. haven't told you what's going to be. Okay. In oh, by the way, we'll, we'll inform you. We'll, in the we'll let you know what the rules are, and they may change as any, they come up. Given as they come Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Okay. I asked my uncomfortable questions in the self care meeting because I felt a duty to my students. I wanted to be a voice for the many students of different backgrounds who have approached me over the course of the past several years to express their frustration with the indoctrination at our school, but are afraid to speak up. There's that fear again. They report that in their classes and other discussions, they must never challenge any of the premises of our anti-racist teachings, which are deeply informed by critical race theory. These concerns are confirmed for me when I attend grade level and all school meetings about race or gender issues. 
There, I witnessed student after student sticking to a narrow script of acceptable responses. Teachers praise insights when they articulate the existing framework or expand it to apply to novel domains. Meantime, it is common for teachers to exhort students who remain silent that we really need to hear from you. Because remember, silence is violence. Silence is violence. That's right. That's it. But what does speaking up mean in a context in which white students are asked to interrogate their white saviorism, but also not make their anti-racist practice about them? We are compelling them to tiptoe through a mindfold minefield of double binds. According to the school's own standard for discursive violence, this constitutes abuse. Every student at the school must also sign a student life agreement, which requires them to aver that the world as we understand it can be hard and extremely biased, that they commit to recognize and acknowledge their biases when we come to school and interrupt those biases. So so let me tell you another time in which this Hmm. happened. Um, This happened- Germany? Actually, no, once before in history. Nope. This was 1953. And I believe Stalinism was in full swing in the Soviet Union. And I believe that he committed that everyone must vow that everyone is common in the Soviet Union, that Hmm. we're all the same. Okay. Yeah. And that's where there's no bias, that we're all the same. Like these kids were told they have to accept that they will be held accountable should they fall short of the agreement. Now, didn't Yuri say that, hey, your kids will be indoctrinated under something that looks very much like communism, Stalinism, um, fascism, and he went down the list of them. And I I would say that's pretty much what they're talking about right here is indoctrination to, hey- that's what this is. This is the biases that they are indoctrinating kids to. This is what, if you're not aware, this is what your kids are being taught in school. They're being taught that it's okay to, you know, um, you need to keep your mouth shut because you're white. You're not allowed to have an opinion because you're white. That's except just for, racism. It, it, except for the one that they give to you. That's just racism. There's no reverse racism there. It's just racism. People... Plain and simple, black and white, in the middle. That's just racism. Okay, well, a recent faculty email chain received enthusiastic support for recommending that we, quote, officially flag students who appear resistant to the culture we are trying to establish. They're, they're going to slap a yellow star on them. Well, the yellow star, they're going to tell them that they're, uh, was it, uh, they were, uh, the Russians didn't like the, uh, uh, the Greek, uh, what, uh, the, the ones that roamed the, uh, eh. the gypsies, the gypsies. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Russians hated oh, gypsies. No, they, they, yeah, they, they're, they were independent. They thinkers. were independent thinkers. Yeah. That's what this is. Look at what they're saying. Oh, because you don't conform. You do not agree. You're an independent thinker. You're thinking for yourself. Therefore you have no place in our society. That's what this is saying. Our kids would not do well in the school. I'm just saying anyway, When I questioned what form this resistance takes, examples presented by a colleague included persisting with a colorblind ideology, really? Suggesting that we treat everyone with respect, really? A belief in meritocracy, really? And just silence, hmm. In a special assembly in February of 2019, our head of school said that the impact of words and images perceived as racist, regardless of intent, is akin to using a gun or a knife to kill or injure someone. Really? 
Wow. Okay. Imagine being a young person in this environment. Would you risk voicing your doubts, especially if you had never heard a single teacher question it? Last fall, juniors and seniors in my Art of Persuasion class expressed dismay with the grace bubble and sought to engage with a wider range of political viewpoints. Since the BLM protests often came up in our discussions, I thought of assigning Glenn Lowry, a Brown University professor and public intellectual whose writing express a nuanced center-right position on racial issues in America. Unfortunately, my administration put the kibosh on my proposal. The head of the school responded to me that people like Lowry's lived, lived experience and therefore his derived social philosophy make him an exception to the rule that black thinkers acknowledge structural racism as the paramount impediment in society. That is them saying that he is an Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know who Glenn Lowry is, Glenn Lowry is a black man. And he has a very central right opinion about what's going on in this country. And what they are saying without saying it is that he's an Uncle Tom because he agrees with white people. Yep. Therefore, he is. Like Candace Owens, Tim Scott, all all of them. They're all Uncle Toms. Yeah, all of them. That's it. And what they're trying to do is put the kibosh on it because they're trying to say to him that, hey, look, you can't teach this. Because it goes against the narrative. It goes against what the narrative right now is for the liberal party. He added that the moment we are in institutionally and culturally does not lend itself to dispassionate discussion and debate. And discussing Lowry's ideas would only confuse and or inflame students, both those in the class and others that hear about it outside of the class. He preferred I assign mainstream white conservatives, rhinos effectively denying black students the opportunity to hear from a black professor who holds views that diverge from the orthodoxy pushed on them. I find it self-evidently racist to filter the dissemination of an idea based on the race of the person who espouses it. I find the claim that exposing 11th and 12th graders to diverse views on an important societal issue will only confuse them to be characteristic of a fundamental fundamentalist religion, not an educational philosophy. Uh, the fundamental fundamentalist religion of communism. That's exactly what he's talking about right there. I mean, he is laying down what communism is. My administration says that these constraints on discourse are necessary to shield students from harm, but it is clear to me that these constraints serve primarily to shield their ideology from harm at the cost of students' psychological and intellectual development. It was out of concern for my students that I spoke out in the self-care meeting, and it is out of the same concern that I write today. I'm concerned for students who crave a broader range of viewpoints in class. I'm concerned for students trained in race-explicit seminars to accept some opinions as gospel while discarding as a more while discarding as a moral disconfirming evidence. I'm concerned for the dozens of students during my time at Grace who shared with me that they have been reproached by teachers for expressing views that are not aligned with the new ideology. One current student paid me a visit a few weeks ago. He tapped faintly on my office door, anxiously looking both ways before entering. He said he had come to offer me words of support for speaking up at the meeting. I thanked him for his comments, but asked him why he seemed so nervous. He told me he was worried that a particular teacher might notice this visit, and it would mean that I would get in trouble, he said. He reported to me that this teacher once gave him a lengthy talking to for voicing a conservative opinion in class. He then remembered with a sigh of relief that this teacher was absent that day. I looked him in the eyes. I told him he was a brave young man for coming to see me and that he should be proud of that. Then I sent him on this on his way and I resolved to write this piece. Okay. <clears throat> so the bigger part of this is that henceforth, since he wrote this piece, which was written on, and I'm going back to the top, stand by, uh, April 13th, he has been fired. Since then fired from his job. Um, 
again, this is a teacher who is speaking from New York City. I mean, this is an inner city. Uh, yeah, it is a preparatory well, school. It's Manhattan. I wouldn't call it inner city, but it's Manhattan. That's as deep in the city as you can get. In New York. Yes. Well, I'm it, sorry. but inner inner city brings to mind like you know. Low income, ghettos, a ghetto. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's from a more affluent area of the city. But the point is, is that this guy wrote this whole piece and he brought this up and, uh, uh folks, I got to tell you, this is what we've been talking about. This is the shit I've been fearing. Um, if you think that this is not happening in your in your kids' public schools, you, you might want to go sit in a classroom. You got to know just if, for they, a day. if they let you. If they let you. If yeah. they let you, because because what they're going to use is COVID as a reason why you can't. And during virtual schooling, they actually made some school districts made parents sign agreements that they would, would not, not sit, in, sit in on the class because they did not want them to hear what the student was being taught. Exactly. So, and if, folks, if you can afford to put your kids in private school. I encourage you to do so. But this is if you can afford to homeschool your kids, I encourage you to do so. And there are plenty, you know, they say, well, you know, homeschooling your kids, they have no social life. And I can tell you that that's not true. They don't get to play sports. I can tell you that that's not true. How do I know that? Because at every sports meet that we go to at the public school, they actually have a whole group of homeschool kids. They get together um, that compete as a team in these sports. So there, there are opportunities for homeschool kids to socialize with other kids, compete in, in sports with other kids in a private school setting, not necessarily in the public school setting, but it's definitely there. So until we take our kids out of these schools, that's, that's how we boycott this, right? We say you, you've got to vote with your dollars right now. Well, that includes your tax dollars. And that, that just goes to everything we've been saying from the get-go. I mean, uh, so anyway, we're way out there. We're way past our time. Yeah, I don't care. Um, it, um, there was a lot of gonna, stuff that... We're, we're not going to get to Felicia Nolan. Canold, I, I just... Canold I, tonight. We'll get to that next time. We're going to get to Russia next time. Okay, I um, do want to say really quick about um, Felicia Canold because I did tell her that I that I would talk about what was going on. I gotcha. Um, so we'll talk more in depth about it, but if you have the opportunity to listen to the patriotically correct radio show with Stu Peters, um, he did an interview with her on April 16th. She was in the Capitol on January 6th. Um, she is a single mom homeschooling her 10 year old kid. She's pregnant. Her house was raided by the FBI in the middle of the night. She was pulled from her home guns in her face, thrown in a private federal jail for a week in solitary confinement for five days. She was not read her Miranda. Um, she wasn't even told what she was being charged with. She found out about her indictment on Google. Her public defender didn't even tell her that she'd been indicted. She talks about it all in this interview that she does with him. Um, so I'll put a link to her Venmo right now. I I've, never asked for money for anyone before, but I, this woman's a fighter and she needs our help. Um, so if, well, if you have a dollar that, to spare, if you have $5 to spare, you know, not only that, it's not about that either. It's more about the fact that what's going on right now with her, if all of this is true. And again, we are, uh, we're going off of her words. We're going off of her words. Her we're trying to 
confirm uh, via other sources, and uh, those sources have yet to get back to us. Long story short, uh, what we try to put out, I mean, yeah, we are an opinion piece. Don't get me wrong. We're, we always add our opinion in here, um, but we try to put out the most accurate information that we have. And right now we have yet to really confirm any of what she's saying. Uh, we're waiting to hear back on pe from people. Um, so stand by on this one. We're going to get to it. We're going to give her her just due time. And yes, if there's a Venmo account that we can donate to, um, I, I don't see why you shouldn't. Five, 10 bucks here or there is going to help her out a lot. Um, it's going to help hopefully get her out of jail at least. I mean, because that's not the place you want to be bringing up a kid, especially, she's, especially right for the fact- at like 40 years. Especially for the fact she hasn't done anything wrong. They are literally targeting a woman that did nothing wrong. She went into the Capitol building. Should she have been there? No. But she walked through an open door that she says was opened by the cops. She was waved in. She walked in. She turned around and walked out. But because she was in the building while they were still um, in the house or they, they were still counting the votes, they are saying that she obstructed an ongoing um, federal proceeding and they are throwing a terrorism charge at her. But that's... That takes a lot more to do that. I mean, that means that, see, and this is where we get down that road. There's things that we know. There's things that the government knows. Um, we don't know just yet what the government knows because she has yet to go to court for it. And um, I, I, this is where I don't want to get caught short. I gotcha. And there's some things there. Look, we, look up the name Felicia Canold. We and have to the be. Left is already trying to throw shit at her, which tells me that she's the real deal. What that could mean two different things, though, because remember they're still looking for the person or the persons who put the pipe bombs outside the RNC headquarters and the DNC headquarters in DC. I I doubt this pregnant bombing? white woman was that person. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said, I you doubt. You might want to slow your roll on that one. <laughs> Especially if she thought that nobody was going to get hurt. Trust me. You, slow your roll. Let's not let's not place guilt or blame anywhere yet. Let's just sit in the middle on this one. I'm, that's all I've been asking for. That's I what you. I try to do I until I know one way or the other. All right? Her story is heart-wrenching. It, it, it sounds horrible. Uh, and I'm not taking anything away from her. And if it is the case that the government acted uh, way ahead of what they should have been doing, then by God, you're absolutely right. We should fucking hammer down on them. However, um, let's just wait. Let's make sure that everything we, we verify everything before we put it out there. That's all I'm saying. I gotcha. Um, we're going to get back to Russia too, because we got Russia. So the announcement, because I know you all have been waiting for two hours and 30 minutes now for a fucking announcement and I'm about to drop it. Um, <clears throat> I may or may not have been in touch with O'Keefe. He may or may not be coming on this podcast. Oh, shit. To plead his case. So, and it's not like he's got to plead his case. Um, I put my feelers out there. I finally got in touch with somebody who gave me his email address. I sent an email to him. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. I don't know if he's going to come on this podcast just because we are an explicit podcast. He might. He might because he might want to drop a bunch of F-bombs and I get mean, some shit off his fucking chest. As long as he doesn't care that we do. Um uh, but we're trying to get James O'Keefe on the show. I've uh, reached out already. I've got some people that know him. Um, 
they have already emailed me back and said that he is open to the idea. He wanted to listen to a couple of our other podcasts, um, which I'm a hundred percent sure he's going to see that we've used some of his other information at other times. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to see who we are, what we are. Um, <clears throat> I leave it up to him though. It's up to him. It's obviously his decision if he's going to come on here or not. Um, I'm, and I'm, even if he does, if, if he elects to not come on this podcast, that's cool. Hey, whatever. Um, we're trying to get him on though. Uh, cause I want him to have another audience that he can talk to that maybe don't watch project Veritas. Although I find it hard to believe that y'all listen to us and don't, don't watch, watch project, project Veritas. Veritas. <laughs> um, but it, if not, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's got something else to add. Um, I, maybe he'll drop a bomb like he's done on Hannity. I don't know how many times. Um, good dude though. I know a lot about him. I, I don't know him. I, I hope he can come on here and talk with us. Um, it would be awesome if I could get him on here for an episode and we could talk to him. Either way, um, that's in the future. Uh, we're also working on um, our next episode to include our voter fraud episode, which uh, that one is coming up. And that's kind of where I was going with him is I want to bring him up for that because our voter fraud episode, um, he has a lot of insight on that. Um, and there's been some really big court cases that have been won in the last week or so that have really, um, if Trump had, uh, well, and I can't say if Trump hung out because he couldn't obviously. Um, but it brings to mind, uh, it just brings the question more shit about what took place during our last election. It really does. Remember how I said, remember, well, V Lynn talked about it earlier and she said that I am big on. Fact, evidence. evidence, hard fact, not hard fact. I don't really need hard fact, but I need something more factual than, well, I heard this person say that this person said that this person said it can't be three. I mean, if it's an, a we, direct we, person, we don't source ourselves like, like, you know, the news media does. No, because we know? are an opinion like, piece. Like the Huffington Post will come out and say that, oh, we, an anonymous source told us that. And then MSNBC will run with it and they'll cite the Huffington Post. Had a, and then an anonymous CNN source. will run yeah. with it. And, and then you find say, out that well, the, you know, the source is But MSNBC and the Huffington Post both said this, yeah. but it was all made up in the first place. Yeah, we don't source ourselves like that. All within the Huffington Post. The point is, is we try to do independent research. We do what, I guess, actual journalists used to do back in the day. We, we Walter Cronkite. We read things and sort. We look for things. But either we way, ask questions. I've I've reached out. I'm trying to get him on here, and that will kind of coincide with our voter fraud episode that we're going to be bringing shortly. Uh, we're doing more research, both of us on either side, um, which also will include our final one or one right after that, which would be our next vac special. And I'm going to ask Janet to come back on for that one, of course, because I really don't. We don't do vac specials without her, because <laughs> Christ. Who you better guys to love have to nerd out on the medical shit? Who better to have than you know deplorable Janet on here telling you, look, y'all dumb if you went and got that shot. I'm one of those people. I'm not going to get the third one, Janet. So just calm, calm yourself. Or don't the throw, fourth one, or the fifth one. Don't throw panties at anything else. One, I got my two, and that's it. Or the annual one for the rest of your life. You no. can you can only get so much out of Junior. All right, your clicks <laughs> out of Junior are done. I'm done. And if y'all know what movie that comes from, I'll be impressed. I, I got to say real quick, just on that real quick. Remember how was it last podcast or the one before I said that I was worried about your spunk infecting me with the, the COVID shit, the nanobots or whatnot, right? Yeah. Well, now it's come out. Oh, so 
Well, saw- well, no, no, nothing's come out yet, honey. Yeah, yeah. You have no. to say that more safer than what you just said. <laughs> you just said now it's come out. No, it hasn't come out, hon. Okay. Stop. Uh, there have been multiple reports that women that get the COVID shot are experiencing significantly heavier, heavier menstrual periods, which could also go back to the blood clotting, but that also women who's, who are unvaccinated, but whose partners have been vaccinated have also been experiencing significantly heavier menstrual periods, like, like throwing huge clots, nasty, bad cramps, nastiness. So I I might've been on something there when I said that your spunk was infecting me. Well, but like, what vaccination though? Was it mRNA? Moderna? Was it Johnson and Johnson? Was it mRNA? Moderna? Or Pfizer? Pfizer? Yep. I mean, because I gotta be honest with you, haven't heard dick about that yet. Well, you're not reading our Telegram because I put it all over there. No, well, I'm sure you have. So I I, 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 I rarely go on the Telegram thing. I, I, I really I know, do. I know. I, I rarely I do, do unless I drop really big. Uh, I, stories on there. I run the social Which reminds media me, um, and... some of these stories you need to start dumping on there. Some of these articles that I'm posting that I've been talking about that we well, talk about. Well, then you need to dump them on there. Uh, you have access to our telegram. Yeah, it's it. shared. You're a fucking admin, you I dumbass. Know. I know. <laughs> it's a little things, folks. But and either way. I, I have actually spent the last day trying to expand my Twitter because I lost, you know, I don't know, 10,000 followers in the purge or whatnot. Um, I'm on my I shouldn't say how number of accounts because Jack will probably kick me off again. I think that's n- not legal in Twitter world. But anywho. Um, well, so, that's just because you're right side broadcast. I know. So, um, of course, now he's Jack has shut down the people that I can follow currently. Apparently, I followed too many new people or gotten too many new followers in the last 24 hours. So I'm, I'm shut down from following any, anyone else right now. Um, maybe tomorrow, but anyway, any of my, uh, until you become a confirmed blue check mark, any new Twitter followers that are listening to us right now. Thank you. And we appreciate it. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm actually, uh, be honest with you. Hmm? <laughs> did you, did you get Twitter back? No, no. no. Did you get Facebook back? No. no, I got Instagram. You got Instagram back? I got Instagram. How is that possible when they're owned by Facebook? No idea. I got Instagram. Oh, back. you did a VPN with a new account, didn't you? I'm not saying I did anything. <laughs> I'm just saying I got Instagram back. Okay. I'm not known as the Mick though on there. I have to, I'll have to come up with another account for it, but I did finally get Instagram back, which is uh, kind of important because uh, it really kind of boils down to things, you know, just uh, kind of tells me that that stuff is uh, moving in a different direction. Okay. That's good. I've never really been on Instagram. So, I mean, I was on it in the beginning and I got tired of, it was like Pinterest for me at the very beginning. Well, I I haven't figured out how to use it. I I was tired of like looking at Instagram posts and seeing that everybody was a better mother and homemaker than myself. So I I, I don't, I don't know how to use it. And if somebody wants to explain to me how I use it, I, I'd be down for it. Makes a tech tard. I I really don't know how to use it. (laughs) I'm, I'm not big on it. I, I don't know how to make it work the way you're... So if anyone wants to give Mick a quick uh, Insta class, um, you can't find him on Telegram because apparently he never goes on there. Well, I'm on Telegram. I did, however, open up the comments in our Telegram channel. Um, I figured out how to do that. So please feel free to leave a comment. Also comment on the podcast, like, share, subscribe. Um, You know, I always hear other podcasters say, oh, you know, like and share and subscribe. It really helps. And I didn't realize how true that was until we started our own podcast. So um, apparently the higher our rating, the the more they push us regardless of our content. 
Um, so for those fucktards out there who gave us one star because they didn't like our last COVID vax episode, probably because it was going against the narrative and they felt bad or scared because they've gotten the shot or they want to get the shot. Anywho, that jackass. Even though, even though I said I got the shot. I know. I know. Still, uh, someone gave us one star after that and it brought us rating down to three and a half stars. And um, anyway, we, we need some we need some good stars there to push us back up because, you know, y'all love us. If you've made it this far, you damn well do. So Yeah, you've got to because there's no other way around it. <laughs> but either way, we're sitting like, Two hours and almost forty minutes. Okay, good. So I'm I'm done. We we killed it. I mean, this has been a long one. So uh, yeah, we'll be back with Russia next time. And we had a lot on Russia. So yeah, uh, Doctor Shiva's interview with Dave from Next Twenty Two. I didn't uh, get into that, and I want to because that was killer. Um, so yeah, we got to wait on Russia because Russia's got a bunch to it. So yeah. either way, um, yeah, we're just not going to take it. Nope.